3: Hello, Express fans, and welcome back in to Carson Park as we get you ready for Express Baseball against the Mankato Moondogs here tonight. Moondogs come in at 42-26 and 26 overall this season, and... 21-11 and 11 in the second half of the Northwoods League 2018 campaign versus Euroclair Express at 27-40-1 on the season and 14-18-1 and in the second half. Hello everybody, I'm Pete Knudsen. Ryan Russell with me once again here tonight. Four games left here in the 2018 season and uh, really, Ryan, the goal here the last, uh, at least these two games against the Mankato Moondogs is to play a little bit of spoiler here as the Moondogs are in a very tight race right now not only for the second half championship in the North Division but also in the wild card, and depending on how things work out, the Moon Dogs are going to be playing the Lacrosse Loggers the last two games of the season. That series could go a long way in determining. How all this shakes out, and if the Moondogs even make the playoffs, there's a chance that they might not make it with how everything is setting up right now.
4: If lacrosse wins the division, which would likely mean at least one win or maybe two against these Moondogs this upcoming weekend, the Moondogs, as Luke Hallett, their broadcaster, said, they're toast if lacrosse wins. Uh, this is a situation right now where Wilmer leads the second half standings 22 and 11. Lacrosse is in fourth place. Uh, guess what, 21-12. and They're just a game back, and they're in fourth place from the division-leading Wilmer Stingers, the Huskies, and the Moondogs, who are playing here tonight at Carson Park. Uh, The Moondogs are tied at second place with Duluth, so it's this crazy time right now where we just got about four games left for every team and four teams are up there within one game uh, of the division leading in the second half. Now, just remember, there's only one second half winner. After that, you go to overall record. Then you come to Duluth, Wilmer, Mankato in the top three, Lacrosse is in fourth. So, Lacrosse, really their only chance is winning this second half. Overall record, it gets all complicated, and you don't even want to try yet.
3: The, uh, the, the moral of the story tonight is that uh, there, we're probably not going to know anything after tonight no. uh, with how everything goes down, but maybe a little bit clearer picture, um, but no one uh, likely to at least clinch a, a championship or even a wild card. Uh, after tonight's games as well. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see if the Express with Andrew Dean on the mound can get after these Moondogs uh, with Josh Ramirez on the mound. The Express have been a thorn in the side of the Moondogs when it comes to playoff races uh, over the last couple of years. We'll see if they can uh, be another thorn in their side tonight. And I had a chance to talk with uh, Vic Sanchez, the assistant coach for the Express. A little bit about last night's game. A tough loss against the Wilmer Singers. Justin Revels pitched very very well and what the goal is here going into the last four games of the season. And Vic Sanchez now joins us as we get to for the Express taking on the Mankato Moondogs here, four games left in the 2018 campaign, and Vic, uh, last night, unfortunate way for the Express to lose that ball game. You know, Justin Rebels pitched one heck of a ball game for eight and two thirds, and one mistake. It's kind of the reason we both uh, love baseball and the reason we hate baseball in all in one kind of moment there.
5: Yeah, definitely. You know, Rebels pitched a great game, and all around it, it was a great game. Um, exciting to watch, obviously um we couldn't finish it but all the way around you know he pitched a great game we played great defense defense behind him and uh we got timely hits when we needed it
3: it's one of those moments too where you know this season has had a lot of highlights maybe some low lights as well and it kind of summed up a little bit right when you think that you know we're about to go on a run or something good's gonna happen that happens and uh, unfortunately it kind of kind of sums it up a little bit doesn't it
5: yeah you know we've had some tough stretches but um i think we've grown as players um understand the game a little bit and um you know, this is a developmental league, and, of course, we like to win, but that's also another goal for us as a program is to develop players. And I think going through some adversity and times like the losing streaks we had, I think it shows um, some character build. And, you know, overall, I think it's been a good summer for us because to the experience, those lows and the highs, and how to cope with those.
3: Yeah, Justin Rebels, you know, had, has had some great moments this season. Some other guys who've had it too. And how about Nick Bruiser he gets that solo home run last night, and he just seems like his approach at the plate – throughout this season has gotten better and better as things have gone along.
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, We actually talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, Just having confidence that, you know, you can get to any pitch and it doesn't matter the count that you're still in the count. Um, Earlier in the year, he'd get himself in back outs and it almost looked like, you know, he was down on those counts. And um, we just talked a little bit about staying positive, staying staying in the count. You know, you got two strikes, you're still able to swing and hit the ball. Um, But yeah, he's shown a lot of growth and not to mention he's a pretty good defensive first baseman.
3: Andrew Dean got roughed up a little bit his last start there against Thunder Bay, but we've talked a lot about his move But what does he got to do tonight in what will be his last start of the season to you know Try to get his pitches over and and do that before those guys get on base and he he, uh, uses that move
5: right? You know um I don't think his issue is throwing strikes. I think it's throwing quality strikes and commanding his fastball. Um, He threw plenty of strikes against Thunder Bay. They were just not located in the best places in the certain counts. Um, So he got hit a little harder than usual. Um, He does have a great move. I think he can vary his move a little bit to make it even better. Um, But, you know, just commanding a good quality strike and uh, using the move to shut down the running game is going to be huge for him tonight.
3: Well, as always, we appreciate you taking the time with us, and uh, good luck. No problem. Thank you. Vic Sanchez will have more when we come back. Welcome back in to Carson Park getting ready for baseball here. The fourth to last game in the uh, Northwoods League 2018 campaign. The Express out of the playoff picture. Try to play spoiler tonight against the Mankato Moondogs. What a performance by Justin Rebels last night. Here, Northwoods League Pitcher of the Night for his eight and two-thirds uh, innings pitch. Unfortunately, one run given up that was a run that tied the game. The Stingers would win it four to one in extra innings last night. So Express uh, might be stinging a little bit from that one, but uh, they'll certainly be hoping... Uh, to get things together here for uh, game number uh, 69 of the season here of 72. And uh, Ryan Russell has the starting lineups. I do. We'll start with the Mankato
4: Moondogs. They are currently in second place, tied for second in the second half standings behind the Wilmer Stingers. They're just a half a game back at 21 and 11. Ryan Craig's their manager in his third year, and they've got the second-best team average in the North of 269. Nick Novak is a lefty. He's from Angelo State. He's the shortstop that was in the Major League Dream Showcase, and he leads it off. Austin Bull is a switch hitter, second baseman from Grand Canyon University, and he bats second. Jake Shepsky bats third, he's a switch hitter, the right fielder from Xavier, was an all-star. Kyle McDonald had two home runs last night, he leads the league in home runs with 16 and he's a lefty first baseman from Arkansas State, all-star home run derby and a Major League Dream Showcase participant. C.J. Huntley uh, bats fifth, he's the left fielder from Indiana State, Garrett Mitchell's a lefty DH from UCLA. RJ Tejero bats 7th. He is the third baseman from UCLA, and he's a lefty. Sean Noels, the catcher from North Dakota State University in the 8th spot, and Kenton Cruz finishes the order for them. He is the center fielder from Evansville, and uh, that is the starting 9 here for the Moondogs. Josh Ramirez is on the mound for them today from Washburn. He is 6'2", 208 pounds, making his 11th start. He has a 4'13 earned run average. He's gone 3-2 so far on the year in just about 57 innings pitched. He's coming off of a short outing in which he was taken out of the second inning in his last appearance. That was against the Duluth Huskies, and he came out after the second due to the 35 pitches in an inning rule here in the Northwoods League. So he is on the mound against the Eau Claire Express. Dale Varsho their manager in his 14th season. They have the ninth-best team batting average of 239. Spencer Myers is a switch hitter all-star from Notre Dame, and he is the center fielder today, and he leads it off. Adam LaRock is the switch hitter shortstop from Madison College, and he bats second. Andrew Pratt bats third as the catcher from Lubbock Christian. Nick Bruiser is the first baseman. He had a home run last night against Wilmer. Uh, he is from Stanford, and he bats cleanup. Ryan Bishop's the DH from Dallas Baptist in the five spot. Connor Lespina's in his second game out of Flagler College. He bats sixth, and he plays left field tonight for Eau Claire. Mitch Bubin is the second baseman from UW-Milwaukee in the seventh spot. Scott Finberg is from Century College. He's the third baseman once again in his sixth game with the Express, and he bats eighth. And then Chase Sharnick, he's the right fielder from Madison Area Technical College. He is a lefty, and he finishes the order here for Eau Claire. Uh, yesterday was his first game. He went 0-3 for 3, but did get hit by a pitch in the tenth to get on. Andrew Dean is on the mound for the Express. He is 6'1 and 175 pounds, making his 10th start of the season. He turned 22 last month. He is 6'1, 175 with a 4.30 earned run average. And he's 0-4 so far in the year out of the University of Illinois Springfield. He has 46 innings pitched. And his last outing was just two innings as well. That was against the Thunder Bay Border Cats on the road as we approached last weekend. And uh, he just didn't really have all his best stuff, and that's why his outing came to a short end. So it is Andrew Dean against Josh Ramirez here, the Express against the Mankato Moondogs. It is a perfect evening for baseball. It is warm and hot on Mustard Night at the Park, where Silver Spring Foods is sponsoring the ball game. And there's a whole lot of mustard going around on all the food. Uh, that is available here at Carson Park, and there's a lot of it here. Uh, We'll have the starting lineup, or we'll have the national anthem here shortly, but we're going to first give you the uh, umpires before we roll into that. Pat Crowley is the home plate umpire, Kyle Peters is at first, and Gavin Oakley is over at third. Those are the guys as assigned by the Northwoods League. Tonight's umpire lineup is brought to you by Cohen Law Offices. You can play by the rules on and off the field, but please do not drink and drive. If you do end up needing help, uh, call OWI and criminal defense lawyers. That is Cohen Law Offices at 715-514-5051 or go to com. That is Cohen Law Offices when results matter. Those are your starting lineups and the umpires. Looks like we're just a little behind schedule here on the uh, on-field festivities as they will soon be starting the starting lineups down on the field. Paul Schomer is our PA guy. He will eventually be leading us into uh, Eric Nielsen's national anthem. But it is 86 degrees here at Carson Park, and Pete, this crowd is... uh, very large here for the last weekend of baseball, the entire Northwoods League season. We're rolling into it here. We've got four straight home games to finish out the season. 6.30 tonight, 7 tomorrow, 6.30 Saturday, and 2 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. We hope to see you there for the last ball game if you don't make it any time sooner. Uh, but tomorrow's fireworks, always big crowds on the last weekend of the year. And the Express at least get to finish it in front of their home crowd where they've had support from all season long.
3: Yeah, we got to get rid of all the food on Sunday, so yeah. uh, you know, probably a good day to come out. I'm sure that by uh, the time the fourth or fifth inning rolls around you'll start getting some discounts on, on some things which is always a uh, always a good thing too, so it should be a lot of fun. Isn't that crazy? It's only going to be our second Sunday home game of the season. Yeah, and, uh, Just not a lot of Sunday home games and that was a change in terms of the time to 2.05 to kind of see how it goes. Not sure we have a large sample size to see how it went this season, but uh, sure it's probably something we'll be doing in the future as well as the uh, team's Take the uh, field. You were just talking. I know we have the graphic for uh, uh, the standings in the North Division in the second half, but just about all that is. And if you're watching at NorthwoodsLeague.com, you can kind of take a quick look at that. Just how tight this race is with Wilmer at the top, and then you've got Duluth, and Mankato, both the half game back, and Lacrosse that game back. So, isn't it crazy when you're one game back, all of a sudden you're on the outside looking in if you're Lacrosse because you're in fourth place. Right. Uh, it's just nuts. The, the how close this race is.
4: Well, there's a couple of interesting things too. Wilmer is 20. 20- 2 and 11, half a game ahead of Duluth and Mankato. Wilmer gets an extra game here in this second half because they got rained out back on the 3rd of July, the last day of the first half. They got rained out against us, got the makeup game this last Wednesday, and they happened to win it. So remember, if Wilmer wins by half a game, that is because they had one extra game. So that half a game can be a blessing or a curse. Uh, looks like it, I mean, it'll be a blessing if anything because they won the ball game. Uh, so that helps out Wilmer and kind of hurts Mankato and Duluth a little bit. A quick note, this, the South Division, they're like set already. They uh, yeah. already have Madison, Kalamazoo, and Fond du Lac. All clinched. All right. If Kenosha wins tonight, they clinch too, and it's set. Yep. You know they got their four teams: Madison, Kenosha, Kalamazoo, Fond du Lac. For us in the north. Bismarck's already in. They won the first half. Wilmer, Duluth, and Mankato are the ones that make it if it were for now. But lacrosse, like you said, Pete, one game back, this this
3: could be a determinant of their season, this game right here. Yeah, Bismarck is the only safe team right now. Yes. They're the ones who've been sitting there for over a month now saying, we know we're in. And that's the thing about them, too, is they can basically set up for Henry Rodriguez, who's their big ace, yep. to start game one, and, and they know that's who they're going to have. They know they're going to have a home game. They know all those kind of things. So, you, you know, as much as bismarck struggled lately i don't think you want to be the wild card team going in there because they're going to be geared up and ready to go for that first playoff game and you could say there's a school of thought that would say some of these teams that are looking for that
4: wild card berth might have their a goal. To get into the playoffs. That might be a Saturday go for the race or even Sunday to try and get that win at all costs. And then Monday they don't have the race in Bismarck against theirs. So uh, it's, a whole, it's a whole mess at the top of the North Division right now in the second half. Well, Paul Schomer is going to lead us into Eric Nielsen's anthem here at Carson Park. Performed by Eric Nielsen.
5: Oh, say.
3: And the rocket red glare, the bombs bursting in air
4: Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave is Eric Nielsen with the National Anthem here at Carson Park, and we will soon have some baseball between the Express and the Moondogs right here on your home for Express Baseball. It is a beautiful, warm, sunny evening at Carson Park in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, as we welcome you back as we get ready for our first pitch between the Eau Claire Express and the Mankato Moondogs in game number 69 of the 72-game season of the Northwoods League season. Paul Schomer, our PA guy, has declared it is time to play ball, and Pete Knutson, it's here for the play-by-play of innings
3: 1, 2, and 3 as Andrew Dean starts it off for the Express on the hill. Pete? Thanks, Ryan. We are ready for baseball. Thanks for coming along with us here tonight on Classic Rock 92. one, as well as the iHeartRadio app and, of course, on NorthwoodsLeague.com as well. Special thanks to our great video crew this evening. To bring it to you As Nick Novak. You see steps into the batter's box against Andrew Dean and we'll take and away. A 1-0 count to start things off from Andrew Dean at 6.39 here this evening. So that's our official first pitch time. Andrew Dean, the lefty from Illinois Springfield, on a 4.30 ERA and an 0-4 record. Hoping for his first win here in his final start this season for the Express that one's fouled back by Nick Novak. It's from the left side out of Angelo State the shortstop, and it's 1-1. One one. The first strike of the game brought to you by First Strike Paintball in Eau Claire. Again, they're open for recreation and competitive play, perfect for all ages and all events, including birthday parties, company outings, and more. Check them out on Facebook. It's First Strike Paintball. The 1-1 one, one is a big breaking ball, misses high and tight to Novak. that never broke, and it's 2-1. Something
4: Dean needs to work on a little bit here in this start, as opposed to last time in Thunder Bay. He needs a little more snap on that breaking ball, and he can't be hanging those. Nobody wants a hung breaking ball, and that's kind of something that uh, he
3: struggled with. Fastball is fouled away here. A late swing over toward the Mankato third base dugout. And the count two and two. And you heard from Vic Sanchez in the pregame show as well that you know he did fill up the zone in Thunder Bay. The problem was he was throwing it right down the middle. He wasn't catching corners as much as he'd like and uh, throwing strikes at the edges of the zone rather than uh, just kind of throwing it right down the uh, middle part of the plate. So that's uh, going to be his goal tonight is to try to paint those corners as that breaking ball is lined up the middle. Nice job waiting back on that pitch by Nick Novak and he will stand at first base on a single to lead things off into center field and here comes Austin Bull.
4: Leonard
3: Dean's best
4: uh, secondary pitch would certainly be his changeup. He's got a couple of different breaking balls that are just kind of okay. Uh, That's been a process throughout the entire season though. He's been working on that. He's trying to get his walk total down by throwing those a little bit more for strikes. That changeup is really effective. He can throw that against both righties and lefties. You often see lefties only using a changeup against righties. He'll use those against left-handed hitters, too. And now that he's got a guy on base, we'll check out his
3: pickoff move. Come home quickly here on a fastball low and in as Austin Bullitt showed to Bunt. Didn't really offer at it, but he kind of kept the bat out there a little bit, kind of awkwardly. we Will not get rung up by uh, the home plate umpire in Pat Crowley. And we were looking back through the records It's not often that you see an umpiring crew for the first time in the uh, fourth and third to last games of the season, but that's what's happening here this uh, Thursday-Friday series. First time we've seen this umpire crew. This one misses Lowen in, and it's 2-0. Umpires wearing the black uniforms tonight. So are the Moondogs wearing the black with the orange numbers and white outlines, gray pants, the high black sock look here for Austin Bull as Dean will throw it back to first base. And he's back in safely as Novak. They went with the high kick there, and Novak was wise to what he was trying to do. 12 stolen bases for Novak. 90 for this Mankato team this season. 2-0 count. Dean will come home. A fastball is bunted down the third baseline. It'll go foul. And the count is 2-1. Well, Dean
4: on that last pickoff move had the high leg kick as he sent it over there to first. That was kind of just a... I see you kind of check over to first. He wasn't really trying to get him out because he's going to try and draw Novak to a big lead there. And that pickoff move, he's got a couple of different ones, maybe three or diff- maybe even four that he can use to change it up on these guys. And sometimes if pickoff moves your best strength, that means there's a lot of guys on base. But if you can control the running game, that can be key to a successful day for Dean. That's what he's done all year.
3: I mentioned that he gave up a lot of hits the last time he was on the mound against. Thunder Bay so that first hit to start off is he will throw it over to first again the high leg kick and Novak's first move was back toward first base so you kind of get the feeling here that Novak might be trying to get a look at the move first before he does much in terms of uh, taking off here. In fact you look at, at the last two starts for Dean six hits against Thunder Bay that he gave up and then eight hits the start before in Bismarck So he'll come home on a fastball outside on the count now three balls and a strike to Bull. crowd on hand here tonight. Again, we expect a, a pretty big crowd this evening. The fan deck sold out. And a lot of folks here for the Silver Spring uh, and a food giveaway before the game. 3-1 fastball is on the inside lower corner for a strike, and it's a full count now to Austin Bull out of Grand Canyon. Bull a switch hitter. He hits from the right side here against Dean. Dean on a 297 opponent batting average. All the home runs he's given up three this season have come against right-handed pitching, however. Or right-handed batting, excuse me. Novak takes his lead, and he'll throw back over to first. So Dean, again, with that high leg kick, just trying to see if he can get Novak breaking the second base when he on first movement, basically. And then he wants to throw over to first to keep him close. But he's trying to see if he can get Novak leaning on that high kick. But Novak's first move has been back toward first every time. Dean looks towards first a couple times. He comes home with it this time. Grounder left side should be two. LaRock on to Boobin for one. The relay to first base is in time. It's a 6-4-3 double play. And there's two gone. Nobody on here in the top of the first. And here comes Jake Shepsky. Let's take you around the defensive alignment here for the Express in inning number one. Connor Laspina is in left for the Express tonight. Spencer Myers is Getting a start in the center field. Haven't seen him out there much this season. Chase Sharnick, a newcomer out of uh, Madison Area Technical Colleges and right. Scott Finberg at third. Adam LaRock at short. Mitch Boomin at second base. Nick Bruiser at first. And Andrew Pratt is behind the plate for the Express as this one's fouled off by the 2016 Northwoods League MVP, Jake Shepsky. Another switch hitter. He is now going to Xavier. Again, former Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And... Uh, Again, great season in 2016. We've chronicled it when we've talked about him before on the broadcasts about kind of where his seasons have gone from there, is that one misses outside, and it's 1-1 one one to Shevsky. But a pretty good bounce-back season. Again, not nearly the numbers that he had back in 2016, as he will swing and miss at that fastball from Dean, and it's 1-2. But he's batting 297. It seems like his game is on the uptick. But uh, when you set the numbers that you set in 2016 as the league MVP, it's kind of difficult to uh, get back to that performance really in any season. This one sounded like a broken back grounder to the left side. Finberg scoops. It's a high throw. Nice job by Bruiser to hold his foot and grab that ball. And that's the end of the inning. So a hit. No runs. No errors. Nobody left. No scores. We head to the bottom of one after this on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back in here to Carson Park. The Express and the Moondogs in action tonight. No score after the top half of the first inning. The Express come to the plate here to try to get it. Josh Ramirez, the starter for the Moondogs
0: a woohooer! a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VGW avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Three and two record in 56 and two thirds innings pitched to 4.12 ERA. He's got 46 strike as compared to 23 walks, so a 2-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. Ramirez is a ride, six foot 6'2", two, 208 junior from Lakewood, Colorado, and from uh, Washburn University. If uh, you're familiar with Washburn, uh, it's in uh, Kansas. And, uh, I'll talk more about Washburn in just a little bit. As Spencer Myers here is a switch hitter for the Express. He'll hit from the left side, and he takes low and away, 1-0 and the count. And, uh, Myers starting in center field, hasn't started there many times this season. We've seen him a lot at second base lately for the Express. Did a nice job there last night. And the wine and the delivery home is a fastball on the outside corner. We talk a lot of times about uh, where pitchers set up, and you see the extreme first base side of the rubber is what the righty Ramirez is pitching from. It's kind of an interesting angle coming into a left-handed bat as that one is rolled to the right side, and it will sneak through past the diving glove of Austin Bull, the second baseman here tonight for the Moondogs. And the Express have a base runner to lead things off with Adam LaRock coming to the plate. He'll be followed by Andrew Pratt here in the inning. So LaRock now to the plate on a 237 average, which might sound low, but we were talking about it before the game. He's a guy who really comes up big in the clutch. Uh, I, we found this season, again, he's got the only walk-off hit for the Express here at Carson Park this year. Came up with a big one a few nights ago against Wilmer in that double header. Broke up the no-no bid for the Stingers pitching staff that night. In that seven-inning ball game, Myers takes his lead at first. Pretty big one over there, and he's checked back and back into first base easily. Here with Larock, the switch hitter, batting from the left side against the righty Ramirez at the plate. Lerac has hit well against Mankato. And he will ground it up the middle. This one should be, two. Novak will scoop it. He'll throw on to second for one. Bull relays to McDonald for the second out. And, uh, well, Carvin copies there. Lead-off singles. And all of a sudden, we got 6-4-3 double plays. Nobody on. And Andrew Pratt coming to the plate with two downs. Well, returning the favor
4: there, yes. The Moondogs grounded into a double play. Their second batter, the first. So to the Express. La Rock has hit very well against Mankato on the year. Now it's Andrew Pratt at the plate who, who
3: actually has not hit very well against Mankato, just one for 14 this season. And he'll give a three-quarter swing and foul this one off. We'll wait until after Andrew Pratt's at bat to take you around the defensive alignment here for the Moondogs. Uh, no score in the bottom of the first inning. Moving along here. Andrew Dean had 15 pitches in that first inning. The windup from Ramirez is a swing and a miss on the off-speed pitch here into Pratt. That's been Pratt's difficulty this season, trying to figure out the breaking ball and catch up to those. He's hit the fastball pretty well this season, 250 on the year. Out of Lubbock Christian. The 0-2 is a fastball home right at the knees for a strike. He knew it, got a little fooled on that pitch. And down on strikes he goes, a 93-mile-an-hour fastball by Josh Ramirez. And that's the inning. So the Express get a hit, no runs, no errors, nobody left. We're through one already, no score. Back for the second after this on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back to Carson Park. Andrew Dean back out to the mound for Eau Claire. He's on 15 pitches through one inning. And how about the performance for Josh Ramirez in that first inning? He got only seven pitches in the first inning. Pitched very well, including a strikeout. Ander Dean was helped out by a double play. So was Ramirez. So a couple double plays turned in the ball game already. And uh, we'll get back for the second inning with Kyle McDonald, CJ Huntley, and Garrett Mitchell. The 4-5 and 6 batters due up for the Moondogs. I am uh, not afraid to admit or to uh, share my ballot, but uh, Kyle McDonald had my vote for the Northwoods League MVP this year or the uh, Offensive Player of the Year, whatever they call it now. I'm sure there's a name for it, but uh, I'm forgetting but we're going to call him mvp and mm-hmm. this is a guy that uh, i've said it before ryan i think he's a guy you circle in the lineup and you say this is the guy we need to make sure we don't make any mistakes against he's on 16 home runs on the season that is a moondog single season record he's also in the league history he's second all time for a season in rbi coming in with 72 rbi this season and just out of this world numbers for this guy out of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. And Arkansas State, again, not uh, a terribly well-known program, at least in terms of Vision 1 uh, play, you know, kind of that high level of play. But, uh, boys, he played well all season. And he'll take a breaking ball, low and away, and they'll count 1-0. and o. Fastball into him is fouled right back. That ball, if it comes up here, Ryan, it's going to be on a line.
4: Mm. You can say you caught one from the Northwoods League, maybe MVP. I think he'll win. I don't. I, I don't know for sure, but that's my bet. Is that he'll probably be the winner? I did
3: not get a vote myself. One-one breaking pitch inside. Is he who you would have voted for?
4: Uh, maybe.
3: I'm Not sure about that. Either him or Augie
4: Isaacson would yeah. be the two. I would probably go McDonald, but.
3: You know, Isaacson kind of has. We were talking about it last night. Is that fastball misses high and away? You know, there's people who are kind of clamoring for Javi Baez for a potential NL MVP because of all the things he can do, his yeah. defense, everything else. And Isaacson kind of has that, right? All the defense, all the different things he brings to the game. So the 3-1 is lifted high and deep in left center field. Lespina is back at the track at the wall. He will crash into the wall and make the catch. It's not often that you say warning trap power, power for Kyle McDonald, but that was the case there. Maybe because it was opposite field and maybe because that wind is kind of blowing in from left. One down, here comes C.J. Huntley and Andrew Dean takes a nice breath of relief out there on the mound.
4: Kyle McDonald had two home runs last night. He's got one home run this season against the Express, which is uh, actually less than some other teams have given up (laughs) against him, given his numbers. Uh, He hits very well against lefties, so watch that all night long as Andrew Dean's on the mound. Here's
3: C.J. Huntley, too. He's been good against Eau Claire. C.J. Huntley out of Indiana State. Squared to Bunt there and took a strike as he took the bat head back. And it's 0-1. There's an off-speed pitch. Misses kind of high and away from Dean. The count now 1-1. Yeah, the wind out of the north-northwest, seven miles an hour, 86 degrees at game time, and fair, as they say. There's an off-speed pitch. It is going to be lined hard, but foul left side out of play toward the tree-savvy kids zone. And the count 1-2. and 2. Over toward our batting cages down that left field line. One week from today, high school football going to start out on the football field there at Carson Park. Games we'll have over on our sister station, 98.7 The Brew. Looking forward to that as that fastball misses high and away. And the count is 2-2 two and two. here to C.J. Huntley. When the Packers start tonight. Packers are on our sister station, Z100 right now. As this one's fouled off. In fact, kickoff coming up, I think, just after 7 o'clock. We got two-hour pregame for the Packers, even if it's in the preseason. We don't skimp on pregame. For the uh, Green Bay Packers, <laughs> C.J. Huntley here at the plate. Two-two on the way home is low, and the count three and two. I never know if whoever I assigned for to be the board op for that one back in the Z100 studios, uh, if I'm doing a good thing for because I know they're going to get about eight hours of pay for right, that night, right? Or if I'm uh, setting them to purgatory till about one in the morning with the long <laughs> post game show. Is that misses Low? It in and C.J. Huntley will trot down to first base with one out. And that'll bring Garrett Mitchell to the play.
4: I love listening to the NFL postgame shows where they have the callers call oh, in. Oh, man. And, you know. It's the best. The wine line. Yes, the wine <laughs> line. That's just the best, listening to everyone that knows better in hindsight of what Mike McCarthy should have done.
3: <laughs> everybody's a coach, right? Everybody's a ref. <laughs> everybody's a coach. Everybody's a coordinator. Everybody's a player. It's the best. And the best is, you know, it's always fun to listen, especially if you're a fan of the team, after a win. Is that when Mrs. Lowe gets away from Andrew Pratt and down towards second base will go C.J. Huntley. i got to imagine that's a pass ball. Does that look like it went off his glove and not the dirt? And uh, Huntley is down to second base on the miscue for Andrew Pratt behind the plate. 1-0 count two. the left-handed batting Garrett Mitchell. And one down here in the top of the second. Man on at second base is Huntley. takes a sign from Pratt and comes home with a 1-0. It is going to miss outside. Looked like he was squaring to bunt there was Mitchell. And the count 2-0. I'm not sure why you'd ever want to square to bunt with Garrett Mitchell after the round of BP we saw him take today. I'm not sure he didn't get a home run in every swing that he took. It's pretty unbelievable what he was doing out there. But, again, BP could be overrated as the 2-0 is in and line hard into right center field. That'll be a base hit. Onto it is Myers. He will field. They're going to send the runner. Here comes the throw toward home. It is not in time. Advancing to second on the throw is Mitchell, and it's 1-0 Moondogs here in the top of the second inning. It'll just go down as a single for Mitchell and an RBI as he will advance on the throw. No error on the play. Huntley comes home, and it is 1-0 you know, Moondogs. There they go with uh, the big scoring output. We've seen the Express play the Moondogs pretty well this season. They're 2-4 and four against Mankato. And, uh, again, need two wins here over the next two days to go 400 against this team. There are three teams that the Express either have a winning record against or are guaranteed a 500 record against this season. Breaking ball, missing low and away. question is, can you guess what those three teams are? Got a pretty good idea of the teams that they have a winning record against this season, if you're an Express fan. A couple teams below them in the overall standings in Thunder Bay and Waterloo. And Rochester is a team that they split the season series with four and four. The 1-0 from Dean is a fastball high and away. That one looked like it might have crossed up Pratt a bit, 2-0.
4: Jarrow's a lefty. He's hit very well against lefties, over 300. His average is 316. And particularly against Eau Claire, he's been an express killer. 389 is his average on the season. And he's been around all year for all these meetings
3: between the express and the Moondogs. 2 0 count. Long look towards second base from Dean. Dancing around over there is Mitchell to come home. And that one misses Hine and away 3 0. It's interesting numbers, too, Ryan. Coming into the game, Andrew Dean against left-handed batting. Lefties have hit been 9-for-21 against him this season. If you do out the average here, that's 429. So for whatever reason, the lefty-lefty matchup doesn't seem to work terribly well in Dean's favor. 3-0 on the way home is going to miss low and away, and he ends up walking to Jero, the left-handed batter, and here comes Sean Noel.
4: Oh. You're right, Pete. That's kind of strange, and who knows? I think part of that could be the fact that he doesn't really have much of an established breaking ball to go away from those batters, and he uses his changeup a lot against lefties. Uh, for a lefty to a lefty. Lucky
0: Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
2: I
5: have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
5: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: It's easier for a batter to pick up on a change-up than a slider. And if there is no slider there, then uh, that might eliminate that opportunity for Dean to get those strikeouts on that, so I'm not sure that's the exact explanation for it, but that's often the case when you see that
3: situation with pitchers. Now we'll see if he can fight back. He's got a righty at the plate now and Sean Noel out of North Dakota State. The catcher and number eight batter here for the Moondogs tonight. Dean sets looks back to second. There goes the runner. This fastball misses low. Pratt, a little bit of a bobble behind the plate, and that'll be a stolen base for Garrett Mitchell. So now it's runners at the corners. Tajero didn't follow him towards second. And a 1-0 count here to Noel. This is Classic Rock, one FM, WMEQ, Menominee, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, rock921.com, and the iHeartRadio app. And again, we say hello to those listening and to those watching on northwoodsleague.com and stretch internet and here on Silver Springs night. Uh, Silver Spring night, excuse me. And uh, again, mustard night here at the ballpark, Is that fastball misses low and away. They're giving away uh, free pouches of mustard if you exchange it with your old mustard. Get rid of the old stuff as Vic Sanchez will come out here and uh, chat with Andrew, or with uh, Andrew Dean as he's uh, struggling a bit to throw strikes at the moment, and so Sanchez will come out to talk with him. Vic Sanchez, uh, we appreciate all the pregame interviews he's given us this season. A lot of uh, discussion about uh, the team, where guys are at, how things are going, and he's a guy who will tell it to you real straight, a former Express player back in 2015, and uh, again, coaching down uh, in arizona and uh i think you've got enough chance to talk to him this season ryan you got a feeling that Vic sanchez could easily make a a name for himself in the coaching world don't you
4: without a doubt i would believe it and uh he lives down in arizona he's got two golden retrievers and his wife is gina i hope i remember that correctly but we think yes it is gina pete's giving me the thumbs up i think i remember we (laughs) thank her for letting us have her husband for the summer because he has been such a blessing to me and the whole team to have around Uh, and uh, not sure we'll have another chance to say so if if she's listening, we really appreciate your husband, Gina
3: He's done a great job all season long for this team Fastball will miss low and away to the right hand of batting Noel That one kind of tailing away, a little extra zip on that one 91 miles an hour from Dean 1-0 Moondogs lead here in the top of the second inning and runners at the corners with only one away Needs a strike, did he find it? Yes he did at the knees and it's 3-1 Moondogs went 21-15 and 15 in the first half this season. How about this record? Again, they have that newly renovated Franklin Rogers Park. They're 25-9 and nine there this season. They're 17-17 and 17 on the road. So the road has been a bit of a struggle this season in comparison as that fastball misses high and away from Dean. And he'll end up walking Noel. That is the third walk that he has issued in the inning. DeGero goes to second on the plate. Here comes the number nine batter, Kenton Cruz. Center fielder out of Evansville, batting just 232 on the season.
4: 24 pitches so far on the inning. Uh, Remember last time he ran into some trouble in the second inning that he pitched because he just didn't have a good snap on his breaking ball, couldn't get much movement on those pitches. The Border Cats capitalized. Hope he gets out of this jam here. Maybe a ground ball would be good here from their nine-hitter, Kenton Cruz.
3: And that's a fastball right down the middle for a strike to Cruz. You see the infield playing at pretty much normal depth, so even Scott Finberg over at third base is likely going to try to turn two up the middle, maybe step on the bag if he gets a ball hit toward him toward the third base bag. Same thing with Bruiser over at first. 0-1 on the way home is grounded up the middle to his left. That is Larock. He flips onto boobin for one. The relay to first will not be in time, so a run does come home to score. Mitchell is the man to score the run. Now 2 to nothing man Cato to Jero At third, Noel is the man, retired, two down on the 6-4, fielder's choice. Cruz safe at first, runners at the corners, two down back to the top of the lineup, Nick Novak, who is the seventh batter in the inning for the Moondogs. Hit just a little bit too slowly there. LaRock had to take some time to get to that ball. Luckily, the infield grass here at Carson Park slowed it down enough for him to get to that ball. On the turf in Mankato, he might not have been able to get to that ball. They've been bounding out there pretty quickly as that fastball is right down the middle for a strike, and it's 0 one They put almost $4 million into Franklin Rogers Park over the offseason. They put in the brand-new field turf. they got the video board. They've got the the old county stadium seats we talked a little bit about. Kind of neat that they uh, kind of uh, refurbished those and brought them back in uh, some of their private seating areas. As Dean... Sets letter high in the 0-1. On the way home is a fastball lower outside corner for a strike. Yeah, and it's 0-2. Did you ever see a game at County Stadium, Pete? Nope. Tiger Stadium? Tiger Stadium. That's probably Tiger. And, well, Wrigley's still there, obviously. But yeah. uh, Tiger's the probably the only park, I think, well, the Metrodome, too, that's been mm-hmm. torn down that I've seen an a MLB ballgame at.
4: Tiger Stadium would have been sweet.
3: 0-2 on the way home from Dean is fouled away left side out of play. I saw Frank Thomas... For the White Sox, crush one off the uh, upper deck there at Tiger Stadium. And you know it was a, it was a common thing to see at Tiger Stadium for yeah. home runs to go out of the whole park. I mean, that they could easily hit it over the roof in left or right field there at uh, Tiger Stadium. They actually used Tiger Stadium to film the movie 61. Well, they kind of reclaimed it to make it look a little bit like old Yankee Stadium. Here goes a runner. The 0-2 is swung on and missed. That's strike three, and so the run... Runner and cruise, rather, will not matter. And that is the end of the inning. So a lot of pitches there for Dean. He will be able to stay in for the third if the Express want to keep him there. As the Moondogs plate two runs on one hit, they strand two on no errors. It's 2-0 Mankato. Back with the bottom half of two after this on your home for Express Baseball. Well, we're back quickly here at Carson Park. An 0-1 count on Nick Bruiser to lead off the inning. Ryan Bishop, Connor Laspina. Will follow him here as Bruiser got his eighth home run of the season last night. That solo homer in the sixth that gave the Express the lead as he takes another fastball for a strike on the inside corner. Chokes up a little bit on the bat here. The 0-2 is waved on. He went around and down on strikes goes Nick Bruiser. Two strikeouts in a row for Josh Ramirez. One away. Here comes Ryan Bishop out of Dallas Baptist University, a 250 batter on the season.
4: Well, that was not a very good, bat, good a bat there for Bruiser. It was kind of undisciplined, I would say, there on uh, Josh Ramirez, he'll try and better that his next time to the play, but he's very
3: frustrated with himself here. Look how quickly Ramirez works as well as that basketball misses a little high. Account 1-0 here on Bishop tell. He is ready to go after every pitch. Kind of like that. It's sort of a rhythmic type of thing as Bishop will lift this one into center field. Got his hands around, but uh, didn't get a lot of power on that shot. It's caught by Kenton Cruz in center field. Hey, we never got the defensive alignment for the Moondogs. Let's see if we can uh, do that here in the bottom of the second inning as Ramirez is working quickly. C.J. Hartley is in left. Kenton Cruz is in center. Jake Shepsky is in right. Uh, R.J. Tejero at third. Nick Novak at shortstop. Austin Bull at second. Kyle McDonald at first. And Sean Noel Behind the plate. Catch being made by Cruz there. A breaking ball is waved down and missed by Con- Connor Laspina out of Flagler College, making his, uh, or not in his debut, but uh, in his second game for the Express this season. Went one for three yesterday. Fastball will miss inside, and the count is now one and one. That fastball at 92 miles an hour. Brought to you by 24 7 Telecom and West Wisconsin Telecom, home of one gigabyte fiber optic fast internet and streaming smart home Wi Fi. Had a fastball inside as well to the right-handed batting. Laspina, and the count is two and one. Flagler College out of Florida. He will line this one down the right field line. That's going to be extra bases. Shepsky is after it. Laspina is around first. Will he try for three? Shepsky got up with it pretty cleanly there. It's an easy stand-up double for Laspina. He's now two for four on his young express season. That's a nice shot. That brings Mitch Boobin to the plate with a chance to try to hit him home here in the second.
4: It's a very nice shot. Opposite field, not bad there from LaSpina. Maybe he'll be able to use that as a weapon later on here in the next few ball games if he comes up with a runner on second or anything like that. Just poke it toward the opposite way where they're not expecting it. Uh, hit and run situations, he could be used for that if he can uh, continue to hit over toward that direction on some pitches here from Ramirez. And Bubin's right behind him. We'll see what he can
3: do. Mitch Boobin at the plate, right-handed batter out of UW-Milwaukee. And he will swing at the first pitch he sees and an 88-mile-an-hour fastball. It's 0-1. I was mentioning Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas, where Josh Ramirez is from. And uh, up until 2012, they had two different nicknames, two different mascots, two different whatever you want to call it. The Ichabod's is what the men's teams were uh, were named. And the uh, Lady Blues, or I believe the Blue Jays, there's a liner off the glove of McDonald into right field. And coming around third and scoring on the play will be Laspina. The throw coming into second here. Boobin is going to be tagged out. He almost slid around that one. The run will count at home. So it is an RBI single for Mitch Boobin. He gets thrown out at second base. They're going to tap on third to make sure that Laspina did tag the bag, and he did. So it's 2-1 to Moondogs, as that's the way that the inning will end, So right as I was telling my Washburn story. Well, I guess we'll save that one for the bottom half of the third. 2-1 Moondogs. We're back with the third inning after this on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back in here to Carson Park. The Express make the final out of the second inning at second base. Mitch Boobin being thrown out from Jake Shepsky in right. Uh, and the Express now, though, do, le- or do uh, get a run on the board. It's now 2-1 Moondogs, as that was an RBI single for Boobin that scored Connor Laspina from second base, but uh, whether it was to stop a throw toward home from Shepsky or what it was, the Express do make the final out at second as that fastball will miss low and away to the right-handed batting leadoff man in the inning, Austin Bull batting second in the lineup. Andrew Dean's back out there. He had 30 pitches in the second. He's up to 45 coming into the inning on the game. And a fastball on the inside corner, and it's 1-1 and here to Bull. Well, grounded into a 6-4-3 double play his first time up tonight. And he's taking his time here after that strike call. Wanted to step out before Dean could deliver. 1-1 misses outside. Kind of interesting strategy there because Dean was ready to go. Josh Ramirez on the other side, the starter for the Moondogs. He's been working really quickly, and you haven't seen the express batters really step out and take time and slow him down in terms of his rhythm not a bad idea by Austin Bulls, something you hope the express batters might pick up on. See, it's this one hard into right field. It is right at the right fielder, however, it's Sharnett. He'll make the catch, and there's one gone here in the third inning. Nice job, too, because he's got to shade his eyes, looking right into the sun out there and right. He's got the shades on. Most of the infield is in shadow now. Some shadows creeping across left field as well, and I'd give it about a half an
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you get a custom tailored suit, it's going to fit perfectly and make you look great think about that with a noble first for your organization no matter what the size of your company is a noble first will analyze your data and collaborate with you to custom tailor digital solutions so you can focus on making your organization grow when it comes to data-centric solutions specifically for your organization choose a noble first a noble first makes living simple see for yourself at a noblefirst.com dot ob Hour
3: hour so and we'll probably have most of the field in shadows. Maybe even less than that. There's one gone for Jake Shepsky, who grounded out to Scott Finberg at third base his first time up. Shepsky will square to bunt, took the bat head back, and the pitch misses low and in from Dean to the switch hitter batting right, and that's 1-0. Last to
4: the bat, you talked about Shepsky, how he was the MVP a couple years ago. This fastball misses low and in, and the count 2-0. He's been uh, getting better as this season has gone along. So far, it's been a real good start to the month of July for, or month of August, I mean to say, for him. Hasn't been a ton of at-bats, only 11, but it's been all right for him so far.
3: Fouls this one back. He doesn't start every night. He's got a lot of times an every other night starter in the lineup, and a lot of times that's because uh, Ryan Craig might want to use him out of the bullpen. He's a good pitcher as well. He's got certainly some good velocity on his arm. 2-1 on the way home is going to be inside out at right side. Bruiser won't have a play as that one will uh, bounce out toward the express first base side bullpen. Shevsky
4: last night, I think he earned his spot in tonight's starting lineup. Four for five with two runs, a home run. It was a solo shot. That was his RBI that he had in the ball game. That was in the Moondogs' win over the Larks back at home.
3: So it fouled off now 2-2. and And you might remember the last time these two teams met was on a Sunday afternoon right before the All-Star break. And Shepsky had a solo home run in that game as well. So he certainly has the power. There's no doubt about his abilities. 2-2 is fouled back. The question is, can he put it all back together to where he was back in 2016? He's been working really hard to do that after a rough 2017 college season and campaign with the Moondogs. Certainly has upped his game here this season to try to get back to that form. lined up from Dean, the 2-2 on the way home is hit pretty deep into center, but should be playable for Myers. Over to his right back to come in a bit. That ball looked like it might have been off the handle of the bat. And Shepsky is retired for the second out.
2: Here
3: comes Kyle McDonald. This man has not had a problem hitting a long ball at all this season. 16 on the year, 72 RBI. No, that is not a misprint. Uh, out of this world type of numbers. Uh, McDonald wears the 18 jersey. Looks like he got a haircut recently. He's sporting those long locks as he will line this one down the right field line. He kept that one fair, too. The muscles that it takes to do what he just did as Chase Sharnik is after that. Any other batter from the left side is going to hook that one foul. But as he swung and hit that, you can kind of tell he sort of opened his body up just a little bit. And it actually almost tailed back toward the field down that right field line. How many left-handed bats can you see do that in toward right field? He does exactly what I try to do in my golf swing. When I get about halfway through it, I know it's going to be an awful swing. He's able to correct it mid-swing. That was impressive on that single into right. All it's going to look like is a single in the book, but that's way more impressive than that. Unbelievable. Takes his lead at first. He does have two stolen bases this year. As there's a liner into right field, and that'll get out toward Sharnick on a hop. McDonald into second easily. So back-to-back singles into right for McDonald and Huntley. And now here comes Garrett Mitchell, who had the RBI single in the second and also scored a run. We've seen
4: muscle from McDonald twice so far today then because you saw, I mean, you said it, Pete, that was a strong hit a couple of batters ago down that right field line for him to correct the swing, mid-swing right there. His last time up, he hit it to the warning track and left opposite field for him. He's got just a ton of muscle between every swing he has. That's why he might be the MVP this upcoming year. It kind of reminds you of Zach Zubia last year who was the MVP of the Northwoods League and the same hitting profile. R.J., excuse me, Garrett Mitchell's now going to be up. He singled his last time up and scored.
3: Dean's got to get this final out. Here is Mitchell. Two down, runners at first and second. 2-1 Moondocks, top of the third. Breaking ball here from Dean. That one just stayed up a little bit, 1-0. Decent pitch there from Dean. Just couldn't quite get that ball to break. Trying to get Mitchell to maybe chase it out of UCLA. Followed by his Bruin teammate in the lineup, RJ Tejero, if he can reach. Four hits for the Moondogs so far through the ball game. Express with three. Against the Moondogs, you know you need all the runs that you can get. So I'm sure the Express and coach is not terribly happy about the last out of that second inning being made by Mitch Boobin over at second base. I think they'll be a little bit more economical with base runners here as the game moves on. As this one misses low and away to Mitchell in the count 2-0. and oh. Seems like so often, too, we see in the Northwoods League and the Express this season, Dean doing it here. You've been hit for two base hits. And all of a sudden, you don't want to come close to the zone anymore. And you throw two straight balls as Dean is done. I'll look back to second. Let's see if he comes into the zone. It was a little high and tight, but Mitchell chased it. The count, two and one. I mentioned the great crowd on hand. How about the general admission seating? Down to our right-hand side. There's barely uh, an empty seat in those bleachers. Out on the fan deck, we're sold out tonight. Here's a set from Dean, look back to second. Oh, a second look towards second. 2-1 on the way home. Line towards center. Should be playable for Myers. He makes the catch. It was on a rope, but Myers was there, and that is the end of the inning. Two singles in the inning, but no run score. Two men left. No errors. We head to the bottom of the third with the Moondogs up 2-1 right after this on your home for Express Baseball. We we'll welcome you back in here to Carson Park and taking a strike to start off this bottom of the third inning. is Scott Finberg for the Express. 2-1 Moondogs here over Eau Claire. Back out to work on that breaking pitch in the dirt is Josh Ramirez, the count one and one. Finberg, Sharnik, and then the top of the lineup with Spencer Myers. Two up here for Eau Claire in the inning. Express in the home. Orange Unis with black numbers, white outlines, black paneling, white pants with black piping up those as well. There's an off-speed pitch on the inside corner for a strike to Finberg, and it's one and two. Finberg with 19 at-bats now for the Express. In the last about... Half of a week or so he's been here out a Century College. He'll pop this one up left side. That one will likely get out of play, and it will. Sean Noel will not have a play catcher for the Moondogs. 92-mile-an-hour fastball that Finberg couldn't quite square up. Count one and two. Great crowd on hand here tonight, out on the Rump's rooftop. Baldwin supply is out there. The Bud Balcony McCoy Construction and Forestry. There's a swing and a miss by Finberg. He's down on strikes. And there's one gone for Chase Charnick coming to the plate. Hebert right. Dental is out on the Shock Top Saloon. Rainmaster Lawn Systems, United Healthcare, Great Lakes Higher Education, Security Financial Bank. They're all out on the fan deck tonight. Allied Building Products is here as well. Primaric out on the toppers. Some folks on the four top tables as well. Boy, we got a lot of groups here at the ballpark tonight. We thank all of them for coming out as fastball into Sharnick for a strike, 0-1. This one is uh, going to miss the zone. That one bounces off the glove of Noel. Count 1-1 one one to Sharnick. Sharnick here for the Express. Who hits lefty, throws righty, and he will swing and miss at the 1-1 delivery, and it's 1-2 out of Madison Area Technical College. Told that he is the college roommate of Adam LaRocque. Knows Adam quite well. And the one-two on the way home. This is outside. The count now two balls and two strikes. And how about the speed and the velocity here from Ramirez? He's been in the low and almost mid-90s here on his fastball throughout these first few innings. Two-two on the way home is another fastball high and away to Sharnick. And the count is now full. Sharnick came in, or pardon me, uh, Ramirez came in with... 18 pitches on the outing so far. The 3-2 is fouled right back toward us. Get the glove on here just in case.
2: This
4: guy on
3: the mound here,
4: Josh Ramirez said he's been throwing hard he has been today this is about as hard as they've seen him all
3: season long he's sometimes 88 89 this is better than that three two Sharnick rolls this one foul first base side mcdonald will let it roll over toward the express bullpen he's got
4: a changeup and a slider as well not been uh, dominating by any means but he's been real good and uh if he throws strikes that's good news for him he can give he can get away with giving up a few soft hits He's walking a lot of guys. That's when he gets into trouble. So far
3: today, locked in. 3 2. Sharnick will lift this one toward the right center field gap. Shepsky got a good break on it, and he will make the foot first slide and catch it about letter high. And there's two away. Nice play from Shepsky, and you can tell he got a really good read out there and right. He's a guy who could play any outfield position easily for this Dogs team. Two gone, and here comes the top of the lineup with Spencer Myers, who got a single into right his first time uptime. Tomorrow night, fireworks Friday. The final fireworks Friday of the season as this one is chopped up the middle, and that has passed the glove, took a big bounce over Austin Bull's glove. The second baseman charging up the middle trying to get to that one, and that's that's another single for Myers. He is now two for two on the evening. Good thing too, because his average had dipped down to 301. We talked about it yesterday. You'd like to see Myers finish over 300 on the season, so that could be a little bit of an individual goal for him. That's a good start with a two-for-two performance so far tonight. As Adam Larocca to step in here for Oakland. Larocca, the uh, we call him Mr. Clutch this season. Had all those clutch hits. Here, as of late, as Myers takes off on the first pitch, and that one's lined into left field for a base hit. Myers is going to have to hold up at second, unfortunately, as that was thrown, uh, or pardon me, hit kind of right into the path of where Myers was thinking to head toward third. So the, uh, if it was a hit and run, it worked well, but not well enough, as LaRock ends up lining that one into left instead of pulling that into right. But it's a base hit, nonetheless. And now the Express have runners at first and second with Andrew Pratt, who struck out looking his first time up, coming to the plate. Expresser out, hitting the Moon Dogs now, five to four. We're in the bottom of the third inning.
2: All
3: right, we got a righty. I can put the glove away.
2: Love's going away.
3: Just watch, Andrew Pratt will make some weird foul ball right up here into the press box. <laughs>
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
3: No purchase necessary. VDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's way out ahead of that off-speed pitch from Ramirez. Count 0-1. We mentioned the games tonight. Duluth in Waterloo. Waterloo, a team struggling. They're 18-50 on the season, so you'd think that the Huskies would have a good shot in that one, but they're tied at 2 with the Bucs. The top of the third inning there in Waterloo at this point. There's the 01. Kick and delivery home. Breaking pitch is going to catch at the letters for a strike, and it's 0-2 to Pratt. Rochester up one to nothing in Wilmer on the Stingers. That one just in the bottom of the second. And lacrosse all over Bismarck as they've traveled into North Dakota today. In the bottom of the first inning, LaCrosse leading three to nothing. 0-2, the delivery home is a fastball. That one blooped into center field, coming on his cruise. He won't get there. Around third and coming for home is Myers. The expressive tied the ball game. Andrew Pratt with a bloop single into center. Myers scores from second. LaRock into second base, and it's 2-2 here at the bottom of the third. Big single there for Pratt. He had, now has 19 RBI on the season. Myers scores for the... 47th time this season. Big run producer, as you might expect with him leading off for the majority of the season. It's interesting, you know, when Zach Gillis was coming off an injury and and hoping to play this season, it was going to be kind of interesting to see whether Myers was going to drop to the two spot in the lineup or Gillis as that one was fouled off by Bruiser. And it's 0-1, whether Gillis was going to lead off as he did last year. And then you have Myers batting second kind of in the role we've seen from Zach Ashford for the last couple of seasons out of Fresno State. Or if Myers is going to stay in the leadoff spot, you have Gillis batting second. There's a breaking pitch that misses inside, and the count is one and one. But unfortunately, we never quite got to see it this season as Gillis, uh, I'm sure, will be hoping to have a nice, uh, solid season at Central Michigan University this season. And hopefully, who knows, maybe he can come back and play for the Express in 2019 as there's a breaking pitch low. Had a check swing, but he didn't go around, says Kyle Peters, a first base umpire, it's two and one. That is the positive of Gillis, you know, a bit of an injury this year. He sort of sitting out, might not get as many uh, draft offers yet. And you can see Gillis come back as a junior and play for the Express next year. Certainly would be a welcome thing for Dale Varsha with that prototypical leadoff man. Fastball misses outside, three and one. Express right now, bottom of the third, trying to get another run home with LaRocca. Speedy man over there at second base. And Andrew Pratt over at first. Nick Bruiser here at the plate. Brian Bishop in the Undexer. 3-2, hitters count. Ramirez comes home, fastball is chopped over to the shortstop side. Nice play made. He will not have a play. Will Novak, he actually bobbled the ball. He was thinking about a throw toward third, toward R.J. Tejero, and that would have been the only play that he had with how deep in the hole he had to field that ball. So it will go down as an infield single. Everybody's safe. It might have given him an error if you'd have seen LaRoc come home as he bobbled that ball, but without LaRoc going home and with that ball not getting far enough away from Novak. It's the bases loaded here for the Express, and here comes Ryan Bishop. It's a tough play to
4: make, ranging over toward third base for that shortstop Novak. That's his ball all the way through, but it's really hard to pick that one up, trying to lunge toward your right to pick up that one on the run. That's why that's a base hit, and uh, he was thinking about the throw before he actually had possession of the ball. That's why that happened.
3: Set and delivery home is a breaking pitch high and tight to Bishop in the count, 1-0. Yeah, the only play that he would have had was to 30. He, he did save a run, likely, by cutting that ball off. If it gets into left field, it was hit slowly enough where you got to assume that Larocque would have scored. Fastball in to Bishop, is fouled back. A little bit of a late swing on the 93-mile-an-hour fastball. Bishop will see plenty of that at Dallas Baptist over the time that he's there. So, again, getting used to that velocity. I actually had a chance to talk to Ryan before the game. and he said, hey, have you liked your summer so far? He said, I loved it. Said he loved the bus trips the most. Not a lot of guys like the bus trips. Is that one his line? A fair ball. What a play by Kyle McDonald on the dive. Past the first base bag, he'll step on the bag. Well, if you say that Kyle McDonald can't field, well, think again. That man can do a lot. And that might be your Northwoods League MVP making a nice defensive play to end the inning. But the Express do score a run on four hits, strand three. And we'll tie the game at two, heading to the fourth after this on your home for Express Baseball. Now the bottom of the lineup due up for the Moondogs, R.J. Tejero, Sean Knoll, and Kenton Cruz, 7-8-9 against Andrew Dean, back out on 63 pitches, 2-2 our score to the top of the fourth. It's Silver Spring night. You should give it a zing with Silver Spring, and you should give your broadcast a zing with Ryan Russell for the next three innings of play-by-play. What an introduction. Thank you, Pete. You got zing, my man. Yeah, thank
4: you. Love it. All right, well, we got 79 do up for the Moondogs against Andrew Dean, the lefty. It's 2 to 2 in the fourth, and the first pitch swinging from RJ Tejero is lifted into left field. It is very shallow for Connor Laspina in his second game with the Express. He loses his hat as he runs up there and has the glove above his head to make the catch, and now there's one down. So it's a fly out to left for Tejero, and Sean Noel will be up next. He walked his first time against Andrew Dean in the second inning. As Pete said, Dean's at 64 now through three and a third innings pitched. Noel's the catcher from North Dakota State. It's a lefty to a righty. Noel lifts this into center field. Two pitches, two outs here for Dean as this is caught for Spencer Myers, the center fielder, and now Kenton Cruz will be up next. Andrew Dean is the lefty from University of Illinois-Springfield. He had 15 pitches in the first, 45 in the second, and, excuse me, 30 in the second to make his total 45, and 18 in the third. There's two down. The first pitch is a fastball to Cruz. It's called for a strike at the letters, and it's 0-1. Cruz grounded into a fielder's choice in the second inning. Another lefty to a righty. Dean winds and fires. A breaking ball just misses in to even the count one and one. Catcher Andrew Pratt uh, held that there and framed it for an extra second there for Pat Crowley, the home plate umpire, but he did not get the call. It's the 1-1, 2 down, 2-2 score. It's popped up right side. This will go out of play foul for a souvenir down in the fan deck here at Carson Park where we expect there's going to be pretty close to 2,000 here tonight. It's a really nice-sized crowd. So Dean winds and fires from the left side of the rubber. This is down on the ground, blocked by Pratt. There was a check swing from Kenton Cruz, the appeal to first. Kyle Peters says he did not go. And it's a 2-2 count now here from Dean to Cruz. Cruz is a guy who's hitting 3-11 against lefties, 187 against righties, so very good against left-handed pitchers such as Dean. Cruz is 6-1, 177. He chops this over towards short. Adam LaRock picks it up. He flings it across the diamond on the run. Has the third out there. And this is a real quick inning there for Andrew Dean. Had two pitches and two outs to start. And then gets Cruz out on five. So that is a seven pitch fourth inning for him. And it goes one, two, three. We're all tied up. Bottom four coming up when we're back on your home four, Express Baseball. Glad to have you here as we go to the bottom of the fourth inning at Carson Park. It is tied two to two as Connor Laspina, Mitch Buben, and Scott Finberg be the first three batters up for the Express against Josh Ramirez the righty who fires to Connor Laspina has a breaking ball low for ball one to start off the inning we're tied at two Laspina's one for one with a double There's another pitch here over the top from Ramirez lined into right field another base hit for Laspina he'll have a single to lead off the fourth inning and Mitch Buben will be the next batter here he as well is one for one he drove in the first run of the day for the Express back in the second inning with an RBI single that brought in Laspina, now the guy on first. Now that is number 10, so Bubin's going to be the batter. He is a big 6'2", 180 right-handed batter. He's playing second base today for the Express. Ramirez goes from the extreme first base side of the rubber, fires a fastball at 87 that's out for ball one. Buben, who's in his 8th game with the Express, he's a 250 hitter so far, which he's gone 6 for 24 until today. Espina's got a short lead at first, middle infielder set for a double play, here's the 1-0 on the way, it's a breaking ball low for ball two. Again, Ramirez ran into a high pitch count in his second inning in his last start, which was against the Duluth Huskies last Thursday. He's at 46 right now on the outing. Here's a pop-up into shallow center field. Kenton Cruz will be up there to catch it for Boobin. That's the first out as Lespina goes back to first and Scott Finberg will be up next.
2: Now batting number 31, Scott Finberg.
4: So you can tell where uh, Scott Finberg grew up around the Twin Cities. He comes up to the walk-up song of Joe Maurer. Here's with one down. Finberg's up. The first pitch is up and in for ball one on a fastball. No, it's called for a strike. My bad there at the letters to Finberg. He's 0 for 1 today with a strikeout in the third. He's got the same walk up song as Joe Mauer. Got a wide stance as a righty. Here's a check to first from uh, the pitcher Josh Ramirez to Laspina, who's over there. He's kind of saying, I see you. So Laspina goes back. Two to two, bottom four. 0-1 count with one down, another check to first base. Laspina's back in, no slide on that one. Finberg's originally from Stillwater, Minnesota, one of my favorite cities in the world. There's the 0-1 on the way, runner stays. It's fouled off here by Finberg.
3: In the world? Yeah. Yeah. It's the first place of Minnesota. They got nice uh, nice views there. Yes, Beautiful they do. town. Right on the St. Croix
4: River, Nelson's Ice Cream. 1-2, mm. 1 down. Here's the pitch to Finberg. He swings and misses at the pitch outside. And that is strike 3. So Finberg is made 0 for 2 with 2 Ks. And we will get
0: Now batting number 17, Chase
1: Sharnick.
4: Wonderfully done by our junior PA announcer, Chase Sharnick is the next batter, as he said.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: To right with a sliding catch made by Shepsky. Here's a pitch outside on a fastball to begin on Charnick, and it's 1-0. Charnick's from Madison Area Technical College. He is a lefty here to face the righty Ramirez. He's in the bottom of the order, so this will complete the second time through. Runner stays again. The pitch is uh, swing and a miss here on the catcher set up low and outside. Hit it right in the glove. No movement there from Noel, and now it's 1-1 one one as Sharnick swinged and missed. Swinged and missed. Swung and missed. Ramirez sets again, sends it home. This is lined on one hop to Novak. The shortstop, he tries to pick it backhanded. He cannot, and Charneck will be on with a single here to put him on first, and Laspina ahead of him on second. And there's going to be two guys on here for the Express with their top of the order. Spencer Myers coming up to start the third time through for Ramirez going
3: for the Moondogs. What do you say, Mr. Official Scorekeeper? That was a tough play. Hard hit ball. Yeah, I think so, too i going to take one more look at it.
4: One hop on the way there to Novak. He tried to backhand it. In theory, get in the way of it and knock it down. Here's a pitch low. It is a base hit officially. So there's two guys on with hits in this inning. Myers is up next. He's two, two for two today with two singles. And Ramirez is at 55 pitches on the day midway, midway through the fourth. And this next one is on the inside part, called for a strike about belt high to Myers, and it's one and one. Adam LaRock's on deck if Myers continues the inning. Espina and Sharneck both take their leads. Ramirez sets at the belt, goes home with the pitch. It's a fastball away for ball two to Myers, and now it's two and one. And we're tied at two in the bottom of the fourth inning with two out here at Carson Park on a beautiful evening for baseball. The field is now almost completely shaded. Ramirez takes a breath, slide steps home, and Myers rips this on the ground foul toward the right side. And he will see another pitch here as it'll be two and two.
3: For those who are wondering, it's seven to seven in the first quarter, Titans and the Packers in a game that doesn't matter. <laughs> so there you go. Gotta love the preseason. Is Rogers playing right now? Ah, uh, who
4: cares? <laughs> it's two and two, a two down. And Ramirez sends it toward Myers. He chops this on a couple hops over toward second, off the high hop. Bull picks it up, throws to first, and has Myers retired. And that ends the fourth inning. The Express scored none, though they strand two with two hits in the fourth inning. It is 2-2 two two with the fifth coming up when we're back right here on your home for Express Baseball. we got the fifth inning coming up here from Carson Park here on a beautiful evening for baseball. Thanks for joining us here on Classic Rock 92-1. As we're at about 7.48 Central time going into the fifth inning. Decent pace here for this ball game. It's the top of the order due up for the Moondogs to start it off with Nick Novak, who's one for two. Andrew Dean, the lefty, sends it to Novak, who follows it off up toward our booth, just to our left. That was as close as it gets to being a souvenir for us from uh, Novak, and it's 0-1, so Pete gets his glove ready. Novak, Bull, and then Shepsky. They are one for six so far today, those three guys combined. Here's Dean's next pitch. It's a breaking ball from the lefty to a lefty. It's a check swing, and he did go around. According to Pat Crowley, the home plate umpire there, calling Novak, so he's down 0-2. That was not a good pitch to swing at, though. Dean's at 72 so far. He winds and delivers the 0-2. It's spiked in front of the plate on a breaking ball, and it's one and two now. He's Retired four straight. His second time through the order, he gave up only two base runners back in the third inning. Takes a breath from the middle of the rubber, sends it home from the windup, and it's spiked in front of the plate once again. This one at 82. Dean fell off the mound a little bit awkwardly after firing that one. Seems to be okay, though he's favoring his left leg a little bit back onto the rubber. We're tied at two in the fifth. It's a two-two count. Here's the next pitch to Novak. He fouls it off once again toward the left side into the net behind the plate. a fastball from Dean at 84 and Novak stays alive Novak had a triple last night back at home against the Larks everyone's straight away on him and the next pitch is a fastball just outside on Novak to load the count and again Pratt tried to frame that and hold it an extra beat for Pratt Crowley the home plate umpire did not get the call, and now it's a 3-2 count with Austin Bull on deck. Dean sends it into Novak. This is outside. Pratt held this once again for an extra second and had no call. So Novak will take first with a leadoff walk in the fifth, and Bull is up next.
3: Yeah, the problem with the 2-2 the pitch there is Pratt was set up on the inside corner, and he had to reach so far across to make that catch it it's hard to kind of sell that one to the umpire even though that ball might have caught the corner really really tough when uh, you get your pitcher throwing a pitch in a spot that you're not really set up for as a catcher.
4: So Austin Bull is up next he's a switch hitter that's going to bat right with the pants tucked at the knees nobody out a runner on first is Novak with 12 stolen bags on the year. and the first fastball is in there for strike one to Bull. Bull grounded into a double play in the first inning and then flew out to right in the third. He's got Finberg, the third baseman, playing in on him, anticipating a bunt. Novak takes a healthy size lead at first. Dean sets. The runner doesn't go. The pitch is home. It's a fastball just left up, and it's one and one to Bull. Andrew Dean's pitch count's getting a little up there here in this fifth inning. Right now it would be at 74 pitches on the day. There's the 1-1. He checks over toward first, and Novak is back in. Well, if I could do math, that would be a big benefit to my broadcasting skills. He's at 79 on the day. My bad. <laughs> math. Ugh. Never like that. It's the worst. Here's another check to first. And once again, Novak's back in. Uh, Dean is a guy that, you know what, he's given up only four hits today, and most of them were early on in his outing. One in the first, one in the second, and two in the third. He's walked a few as well. Bulls in there. It's a 1-1 count, left side of the rubber. Dean sends it home. It's a breaking ball held up and away from the right-handed batter, and now it's 2-1. But uh, you look at his last two starts for Dean on the 28th of July and the 3rd of August. 14 hits in those two starts, and that was only six innings total between those two. He went four innings and two innings respectively. Dean Setz gets the sign, goes home with the 2-1 pitch. It's hit hard into right field back toward the track. Chase Sharnick is there, way over his head with the arm extended. He makes the catch, kind of losing balance as he does so. Novak retreats to first base. Austin Bull is out for the first out of the fifth inning. And there's one out, 2-2 score, top of five. You look at uh, Dean's outings before those previous two. He had a 19-day break. Before, his, uh, before that 19-day break, he last started on the 9th of July. He had two hits that day, given up total. So it was two hits on the 9th of July. That was his last real good outing we saw out of him. Since then, he struggled on the hits front. So Jake Shepsky is out of the ballgame now as they've got a pinch hitter in for him. It's gonna be Zach Wiley, number 33, to bat here for the Mankato Moondogs. He takes a ball low and outside for the 1-0 count with one down, a runner on first, and we're tied at two in the fifth. Shepsky went 0 for two, he finished there, and now it's Wiley at the plate. He is a righty. Dean the lefty, delivers to him, gives him the high heat, and it's a swing and a miss for strike one. Unsure exactly why they would have taken out uh, Shepsky. I don't think I saw anything too crazy happen to him. Out in right field, I didn't catch anything necessarily. Novak takes his lead off first. The next pitch is low and in on a fastball from Dean, and it's 2-1 and one to Wiley, who is 6'3", 223 pounds out of Bellarmine. That's a school in Louisville, Kentucky. So far on the year, he's hitting only 226 in his second season with the Moondog. He's got 23 runs knocked in with three homers. Middle infielders are set for a double play. Dean delivers home, and Wiley fights this off. It's a two and two count now as he sends it right behind the plate and over the press box. With Kyle McDonald
3: on deck. Yeah, who knows? Might have been a, a scheduled replacement there. Maybe uh, Ryan Craig was. Planning to take Shepsky out after a couple of bats. Who knows? But again, if anything is uh, an issue with Shepsky, certainly hope he's all right.
4: It's two and two. Dean sends it into Wiley. He swings at a pitch that was inside. He chops it. It's a fair ball, apparently. It looked like it went off his foot. And Andrew Dean picks it up, throws to first base, has the out. But now the first base umpire, Kyle Peters, is saying that is a foul ball off the foot of Shepsky. Shepsky did not run originally until it was called a fair ball by the home plate umpire Pat Crowley, and then he started making his way toward first. And now it's going to be a 2-2 count, as that is a foul ball, and there's really no argument here from the express dugout.
3: I thought I saw Dale Varsho saying something toward first base umpire from the dugout, Kyle Peters. But uh, maybe he didn't sell that call, or maybe we just didn't look at him quick enough over there at first base. Uh, right away. It seemed like a little bit of a delayed call, but a uh, call made in the end.
4: It's 2-2. Two and two. Dean goes to Wiley. The pitch is low and inside. Wiley dodges out of the way as Novak, the runner on first, was going. He runs into first base, excuse me, to second base safely. No slide is required as Pratt let it get away from him briefly. So it's now a full count with Novak on second after the stolen.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
4: Shepsky's got a, or excuse me, Wiley's got a runner in scoring position for him here now. With one out, he follows off this next pitch to the right side. Stays alive at 3-2. and two. That was a fastball from Dean at 84.
3: Problem with this at bat is now Dean's pitch count's starting to run up. He's at 88. And uh, you wonder if the Express would run him out there for another inning. He's been relatively effective here since those two runs he gave up. And you know it's his last start, you know, kind of going to the end of the season here. So it easily let him go over that 100 pitch mark if he can stay in this inning before he gets there.
4: Lefty to a righty. The 3-2 pitch is lined into right field. That will go foul. That was good contact there from Wiley. He was just way ahead of the 84 mile per hour fastball from Dean. And with the open stance that Wiley's got, he will be able to pull any fastball or even a breaking ball held up there. Everyone is straight away on him. Maybe he's shifted a little toward left in the infield, especially Bruiser, the first baseman, is far off the line. It's a 3-2 on the way to Wiley. He dodges out of the way. The pitch was in near the knees, and he takes ball four. So Novak's on second. He stays there for Wiley to go to first. And now Kyle McDonald, the league leader in home runs, with 16 on the year, is now the batter.
3: Yeah, this is a guy, you know, that's why we talk about knowing where McDonald is in the lineup. If Dean is aware of that and Dean's thinking about it, you almost have to come with a strike there to Wiley's. again, only batting in the 230s, and now you've got the guy who might be the league MVP coming to the plate with all those home runs. You can't have an extra runner on for him here. You've got to at least let him put the ball in play, see what happens there. So that could be a big walk.
4: With one down, the first pitch is on the way to McDonald. It's outside. It's a lefty-lefty matchup as everyone shifts toward right field here on McDonald. One for two, but he's made great contact twice. First time in the second, he flew it to the warning track and left. That was oppo power. Second time in the third, he muscled a line drive down the right field line. Two on, they both take their leads, neither hold on, neither are held on, and the pitch is low and away for ball two to McDonald. And now Pratt will call time to go speak to Dean on the mound. Big chance here for Dean to kind of prove what he's worth as he faces McDonald for the third time today. So McDonald's got a good idea of what Dean's got for
3: stuff. Isaiah Davis starting to warm up now for the Express down in the bullpen out of Fresno. and Come back with a hard-throwing righty there after the lefty and Dean is the potential next guy on the mound. So we'll see if how long Dean can last here.
4: Dean on the 2-0 goes to McDonald. He misses with the fastball low and away for ball three. And the guy on deck is C.J. Huntley. You kind of wonder, even though first base is not open, they're not giving McDonald too much to hit, and I believe that would be intentional. Intentional. Both guys take their lead, the 3-0's on the way, McDonald lifts this down the right field line, this is back toward the track, on the run, this lands fair on the foul line, just in front of the foul pole, Chase Sharnak lifts his hands in the air, as that is going to be a ground rule double for McDonald, it brings Novak in to score, and Zach Wiley has to hold up at third with just two bases allowed for everyone, McDonald becomes two for three, the ground rule double, brings in a run, and it is now a 3-2 man Cato here in this top of the fifth inning.
3: See if we can get a replay of that one. You know, Chase Sharnick in right was pointing as if to say that ball landed foul. And if you look at the chalk line out on the warning track, it's very wide. It's almost as if the chalk has kind of been spread out down there. We will get a chance. Oh, nope, just a little bit behind there on our replay um, to see exactly where that landed. But uh, Sharnick was pointing as if that was a foul ball. And I see Vic Cable now looking at him here. And uh, Vic Cable saying, which way was it? And he's saying it was a foul ball but uh, I don't think you're going to get any appeal because the only man uh, who had that call was down first base with Kyle Peters.
4: C.J. Huntley's up as the infielders come in. It's 3-2 Moondogs in the top of the fifth with two in scoring position. C.J. Huntley takes the fastball up and away. It's a lefty to a righty, and Huntley's one for one with a walk. got an open stance in the box. Dean the lefty goes to him, and the 1-0 is a breaking ball. Called for a strike, letter high, inside part, and it's one and one. The Moondogs take their second lead of the day. Dean lifts his leg, goes home from the windup with the runner on third, and the pitch is fouled back into the net behind the plate by Huntley, and it's one and one. There's another fastball from Dean at 85, and he's really been relying on that fastball, which will rest in the mid-80s. Sends the one-two on the way. Another hack is taken by Huntley. Follows it back, and it remains one-two. And Cato is twenty-seven and nine in ball games where they scored first, as they did here today. One two's on the way with the infielders in. This is looped into center field off the inside part of the bat. That's going to be a base hit here for Huntley. Two runs will come in here for the Moondogs. It is now five to two as Huntley has a two RBI single here in this fifth inning. Both Wiley and McDonald are in. And it's been five runs today for the Moondogs off of Dean with Garrett Mitchell, the next batter. And we'll see if this is Davis's time to take the mound or if they're going to keep Dean out there for a few more. For now Dean has walked toward the dugout in from the bullpen down the right field line and Dean the lefty is looking toward the dugout but it does not look like there will be a visit. Mitchell will be the sixth batter of the inning. Lefty lefty as Huntley goes from first. Pratt will gun it down there to second. The throw is right on the money to get Huntley out at second. There's two down and Pratt takes him off the base pass. The tag was there on Huntley by the shortstop, LaRock, to get that second out. That was the 100th pitch of Dean's outing. This will be his last inning that he pitches in regardless. He winds and fires to Mitchell. The fastball is launched left field toward the foul line. This will tail foul into the kid zone that lines the left field fence here at Carson Park. first slide Huntley went in there towards second tried to avoid the tag but the throw was way ahead of him and low enough for LaRock to apply it Mitchell swings through excuse me takes ball one low and away Thought about swinging but did hold up it's now a one two count with two down five two Moondogs top of five Dean delivers a breaking ball here is a check swing that he did go around on this time Pat Crowley, the home plate umpire, does not allow an appeal. Mitchell strikes out to end the inning. So Andrew Pratt had a nice play behind the plate for the second out. And Dean finishes his outing with a strikeout. He had two of those total. He gave up five earned runs. And it's now 5-2 with bottom five coming up when we're back on your home for Express Baseball the beautiful pink sunset coming up here from Carson Park in Eau Claire thanks for being with us as we roll into the bottom of the fifth inning the Moondogs posted three on the board in the top of the fifth to take a 5-2 lead now the express are at the plate with Adam LaRock to start and the first pitch from the right handed pitcher Josh Ramirez is low and away for ball one to LaRock who's batting left with Pratt and Bruiser due up afterwards Here's the 1-0, Ramirez works quickly, sends a fastball at 88, away from the plate about belt high toward La rock, and it's 2-0. Everyone straight away in the fields here on LeRoc, who stands in there relaxed in the plate, or in the uh, batter's box. Takes ball three low and away on another fastball from Ramirez and it becomes 3-0. If Ramirez has struggled with anything, it has been the command, getting ahead early on batters throughout the season. He winds from the first base side, misses just... Oh, no, it's called for strike one here on the rock. As he was ready to uh, toss the bat toward the dugout and run to first. Looks like that just hit the low outside corner. Just clipped that corner. Ramirez goes on the 3-1, another fastball. His line this time into center field, so LaRock's going to take advantage... A fastball right down the middle. LaRock's got a single. He becomes two for three. So I bet he's appreciative of having that extra pitch in the end. He's on first either way, and Andrew Pratt will be the next batter as he's one for two. He drove in a run with a single back in the third inning here against Ramirez. His pitch count would now be at 64 on the outing at a 15-pitch fourth. Righty to the righty, Pratt grounds his hard toward third base hit. It is past RJ Tejero, the third baseman who dove for it toward the bag. Pratt just snuck it around the third base bag down the left field line. There's one base of advancement for LaRock and there's going to be two on with nobody out. The express trail by three and it'll be Bruiser with eight homers on the year. He leads the team with that. He's going to try and bring these two guys in.
3: That was Huntley out there and left. Zach Wiley did come in just straight into right for Jake Shepsky after that uh, pitch hit that he had in the last inning. And uh, How about Huntley out there and left? He was trying to bait LaRock into going to third by going real slow up to that ball, and then he was going a quick sprint and gun it toward third base. Good job by LaRock to stay put.
4: Ramirez sends it home to uh, Nick Bruiser who swings over the top of a fastball that was low and in, and it's an 0-1 count. Time will be called here by the uh, middle infielders to speak to Ramirez, and that gives us a chance to remind you that Farnsworth Service CNC Machine Repair is proud to support the express and the local economy. They're a regional business based right here in the Chippewa Valley. That's Farnsworth Service who stands behind their local workforce and local partners. And that's the way companies throughout the region trust Farnsworth Service when their machinery uh, needs repairs. Our visit is over. I believe there had been they would have been telling something they would have picked up on here. On LaRocque on second and Pratt at first, two base runners for Eau Claire.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No one count. Ramirez goes to Bruiser. He chops this over towards short. Another base hit past Nick Novak. rock will be waved in. No, it will be stopped there at third base by the third base coach, Victor Sanchez. It's a single for Bruiser. Everyone is safe. And the bags will be full here for Ryan Bishop. The next batter is 0 for 2. There's still nobody out. The Express Trail 5 to 2 in the fifth. And Bishop, who hits 258 against righties, 176 against lefties, is going to face the right handed pitcher Ramirez to try and bring in a couple runs to come back. It'll have to be after the mound visit from Ryan Craig, who now walks out there. And don't, some on the whoever that is. Pitching coach? <laughs> Might Ryan. be, yeah.
3: Ryan Craig's a little tired after throwing as much BP sessions as, yeah. uh, as he throws. And uh, it's Cass Kreitlow out there, the pitching coach. My mistake. Uh, one of the things with uh, Ryan Craig, that's one of the things that he does. We've talked about it. He throws BP every day, the, the field manager for yeah. the Moondogs. And uh, yeah, think about that. I'm sure he probably throws BP at Bethany Lutheran as well where he uh, coaches. And uh, so that's what. Since about February. He's been throwing VP almost every day. That's a, I don't know how your shoulder puts up with that. That's an an in shape man, is what that is. Good for him.
4: (laughs) He's the field manager of the Moondogs, and now Cass Brightlow, the pitching coach, finishes his mound visit with Josh Ramirez.
3: Remember, Ryan Bishop was at the plate with the bases loaded in the third inning with two down. Couldn't get a hit there. He's uh, 0 for 4 on the season with the bases loaded.
4: Bags are full. Here's the pitch in toward him. He fouls it off. It was a fastball up and in. It's 0-1. He fouled it on the ground left side. (laughs) Bishop's the DH today and although he did not have a hit in the third inning in that situation, it was a standout play by McDonald, the first baseman, diving for a ground ball. Here's the 0-1. It's low for ball one. On the way from Ramirez. Had some break on it. Righty to a righty. rock standing patiently at third, ready to score for the Express. Next pitch over the top is lined in the left. Base hit for Bishop. That'll score one as everybody just moves up 90 feet. Bishop's got six. RBI on the season. The Rocks score the run. It is now 5-3 Boondogs, bottom five. And Connor Lespino will get the chance here. He's two for two. He's looking for his first RBI of his season.
3: And the first base hit of the season for Bishop with the bases loaded. And they do have Connor Campbell warming up out of Lander University down to the bullpen for the Moondogs.
4: Ramirez works from the first base side of the rubber. It's a right handed pitcher to Laspina, the righty. He checks his swing and did go around on the first fastball at 88 that was up in the zone. It's Laspina's second game here in the final week. Ramirez sets at the belt, goes home with another pitch. This is a swing and a miss, way late from Laspina. And it's 0 and 2. That was at 90 there from Ramirez. Velocity's been down a few ticks since the start of the outing, but for the most part stayed consistently up there. Big pitch here on the 0-2. Laspina fights it off. He fouls it on the ground toward the right side. That was a defensive swing from Laspina, who's got Fubon on deck.
3: Express around 13 hits right now. Their season high in a game for hits is 15, and that's the lowest season high for a team in the entire Northwoods league in hits, so it would be nice to see them keep stringing them together here. We're only in the fifth inning.
4: Time is called here by one of the base runners, so everyone will uh, reset. Ramirez, the pitcher, looks in for his sign from Sean Noel, his catcher. 0-2 with nobody out, bags full on the way to Laspina. He fights this off again. A ground ball rolled toward the right side. And he will see another pitch here. This will be the fifth coming up here from Ramirez to Laspina, who bats sixth in the order for the Express. We are midway through the third time through the order for Ramirez. This is lined into center field for a base hit for Laspina. The 0-2 fastball at 92, he plunks it right up the middle and another run is in for the Express. It is now 5-4 and there's been five batters to the plate this inning, all of them have a single. Laspina is 3-3 three for three and now Ryan Craig will take Ramirez out of the ball game. It's 5-4 Moondogs, bottom five, new rump on the bump is coming out here for the Moondogs on your home for Express Baseball. It is 5 4 Moondogs, bottom of the fifth inning, and the Express have put up 14 hits today against Josh Ramirez, the starter here for Mankato. He is now out of the game, and there's a new rump on the bump brought to you by Rumps Butcher Shop in Altoona. They've got the best meats in town. Check them out on Lynn Avenue in Altoona or go to their website, rumpsbutchershop.com. That new rump on the bump is Connor Campbell. He is a 6 2 right handed pitcher from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, And he is from Lander University, so he replaces Ramirez, who leaves three guys on for him and a one-run lead for the Moondogs in this bottom of the fifth. There's been five batters to the plate. All five of them have had uh, singles. And on every single one of them, everyone's just advanced one base. That's how there's been two runs ascending for the Express. Ramirez, as we said, gives up 14 hits. He really struggled to get ahead on batters today, so had to rely on that fastball a bit much, which became hittable. And it's been 14 hits for the Express today. Their season high has been 15.
3: Yeah, we were just talking off air, too, about that approach from... Connor Laspina and, and what a great approach it was he knows with nobody out and the bases loaded you got to put the ball in play you are trying not to hit into do a double play whatever you can do dink it over the outfielders whatever it is that's exactly what he did the pitch right before he lined down the first base line it was a, it was a breaking ball he was late on it because he was waiting fastball when he saw a breaking ball he stopped just spoiled the pitch and he waited for a good one and that was just a great approach with the bases loaded in that situation from Laspina
4: so they replace the righty with the righty. Campbell's ready to go. He faces Mitchell Boobin. It was one for two. First pitch to Bubin is a fastball high. And that is ball one. Boobin did not swing, and it's one and oh. It's 5-4 Moondogs, bottom five. The Woodman's home run inning is coming up next inning. Domino's will be the eighth. Boobin's in his eighth game. Drove in a run in the second. Campbell has a slow windup, delivers home with the bags full. Boobin swings and misses at the off speed pitch at 78. And it is 1 and 1. Here's the next one. The 1 1's on the way. Boobin grounds this to short. Nick Novak picks it up, flips to Bull at second. The relay to first is there in time. It's a 6 4 3 double play. There's no RBI for Boobin, but Bruiser comes in to score the third run of the inning. The Express tie it up 5-5 five five on Boobin's 6-4-3 double play. Scott Finberg will be up next. He's 0-2 two with two strikeouts today. Again, we're all tied up after five hits in the inning and then a ground ball. Double play. It's 5-5. Five five. It's been three runs for each team this inning. Campbell fires over the top, has a fastball left up here to Finberg, and it's 1-0. It is Bishop on third base. Espino is out on the last play. Here's the 1-0, this is caught for strike one. A breaking ball at 73.
3: A lot of off-speed stuff so far from Campbell. He hasn't really come in terribly hard. Uh, on any batter yet so uh, again that's a little bit of a change from what ramirez was throwing
4: he winds delivers the 1-1 one, one. finberg hits this into center field kenton cruz the center fielder ranges toward his right about five steps Makes the catch to end the inning, but the Express do tie it up with three runs in the fifth. It is now 5-5, five five, and we'll be back with the sixth inning uh, with Isaiah Davis, the new rump on the bump for the Express on your home for Express Baseball. It's 5-5, top of the sixth is coming up. A new rump on the bump is out there for the Express. It is Isaiah Davis, brought to you by Rump's Butcher Shop in Altoona. He's a hard-throwing righty, and he faces 7-8-9 for the Moondogs, beginning with the lefty, R.J. Tejero. First pitch is at 95, in there for strike one. Right down the middle to Tejero who took, and it's an 0-1 count. Davis can throw mid-90s repeatedly, the question is his command. Sets as always, goes home at 90, misses low for ball one. It's really all fastball, all over the zone though. Effectively wild at times, you might say. From San Bernardino, California. Went to Fresno State. Halfway through his career there. He sets the 1-1s on the way. Third base side of the rubber. He fouls it off somebody's mask behind the plate. It is now 1-2 to Tejero from UCLA where he plays for John Savage. He's 0-1 with a fly out to left in the fourth. Everyone shaded for Tejero to push opposite field as he won't get around on any velocity from Davis. The 1-2 pitch is up and away for ball two at 92 to Tejero, so it's now 2-2. Two 5-5 two, score, top of six. Noel and Cruz are due up next. Davis takes a breath, sends a 2-2, Tejero, swings and misses for strike three. Davis did great work for his first batter, has a strikeout. And now there's one down. So Andrew Dean's day is done after five innings he pitched. Gave up six hits and five runs total. They were all earned as he walked five and struck out two. Sky on the mound, Davis, has a 540 ERA out of the bullpen this year. Righty to the righty, Noel's at the plate with one out. He takes strike one. Fastball painted the inside part at 91 miles per hour. It's the 13th outing for Davis. He's gone 22 innings so far. From the third base side, delivers a fastball that bounces in front of the plate to Noel, and now it's 1-1. One and one. And Cato's half a game from the lead in the second half standings. Wilmer's half a game better than him leading right now. Is the 1-1 to Noel. He chops this over toward Short in front of the bag. Adam LaRock picks it up. He lost control of it, actually. Went behind his body toward Boobin, the second baseman, and Noel will be on first with an infield single. That took a very high hop off the original bounce. And I believe that'll be a single either way. LaRock was on the charge, and that was almost one where he had to barehand it. And it is, in fact, a base hit for Noel, so he's going to be 1-2 for two today. Cruz will complete the third time through the order for Mankato. He's now the batter. As yes, he is right-handed again to come up here against Davis. Pretty sky tonight. It's all pink for the second night in a row. One down. The pitches to Cruz. It is low for ball one. Did hear some news from over in... Uh, Bismarck tonight, where Lacrosse is playing Bismarck. Hendry Rodriguez had the start for Bismarck, who uh, we believe will be their opening day starter in the playoffs on Monday. Davis takes a breath, the 1 0, as the infielders are set for a double play. Noel takes his lead and stays. And the ball is low for ball two. So Lacrosse is playing Bismarck, and Hendry Rodriguez, who is probably Bismarck's ace right now. He needed a, a few more strikeouts than he had to surpass Justin Slate in the express ace, in strikeouts for the year. Here's a 2-0 to Cruz. Cruz pops it up into right field. Chase Sharnick waits for it, and with the sunglasses above the bill of his cap with no sun anymore here at Carson Park. Cruz is retired with the catch made by Sharnick, and Novak will be up next. Justin Slayton finishes the year with 70 strikeouts. We assume he's finished on the year. That is uh, still TBD if he'll have another outing. There are some with 63, but Rodriguez was the only threat to potentially have more strikeouts than Slayton on the year, and he finishes at 68 with his outing today. That may mean Slayton finishes as the strikeout king of the Northwoods league. Here's a swing and a miss from Novak at the first fastball down toward the knees here from Davis, and it's 0-1. We're tied at five in the top of the sixth at Carson Park between the Express and the Moondogs. Novak's one for two with the walk. He scored in the fifth. Here's the 0-1 pitch. It's low for ball one from Davis to him. to Sadie Keller for that information just now on Slayton. Who also leads the league in ERA. 1-5-8 is the 1-1 and it is, it is low for ball two to Novak. Slayton did start in the Major League Dream Showcase on, that would have been Tuesday down in Madison. Pitched six, pitched to six batters. Did a very good job. Two, one, two, three innings before he Came off limping in the second inning. It's a 2-1 to Novak. It has popped up left side of the infield. Playable for Finberg, the third baseman, in foul territory. He waits for it, gloves it with two hands, and finishes the inning. The Moondogs strand one, and we're all tied up at five through five and a half innings. We'll have more on that showcase when we're back in the bottom of the sixth, tied at five on your home four, Express Baseball. It is five to five in the bottom of the sixth inning as we get back to work from Carson Park. Thanks for being with us as nine, one, and two are due up for the Express. Chase Sharnick, Spencer Myers, and Adam LaRock. In, as you heard it, the Woodman's home run inning, bottom six, it is James Veith. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Apologize if I am not to James. He's from Eau Claire, and he's our participant tonight in the Woodman's Markets home run inning. First batter is Chase Sharnick, the lefty. He takes a fastball high from Connor Campbell. The pitcher here for the Moondogs and his uh, third batter, he's facing out of the bullpen. And it's It's 1-0. Righty to a lefty matchup, and they were successful last night when Stephanie Yang won a $100 gift card to Woodman's in Altoona. Because we had an express player, Nick Bruiser, hit a home run that inning. Here's the 1 0 to Sharnick off the inside of the bat. He grounds it softly back to the mound. Campbell picks it up, throws it underhand to first to retire Sharnick, and it's a 1 3 out. That finishes the express's third time through the order, and Myers will be up next. So if an express player hits a home run this sixth inning, James will win a $100 Woodman's gift card. For your chance to win, visit the kiosks at the Woodman's in Altoona. They have the largest grocery selection in the state and the best prices, too. That is Woodman's with low prices every aisle, every day. Spencer Myers is up. He is a switch hitter batting left, and he squared for a bunt and actually fouled it off. The bases are clear. He saw the third baseman, uh, Tejero back a little bit, squared for a bunt, and just got a piece of it fouled. Well, the catcher tried to pick it up off of a hop and fired a first, but grabbed it in foul territory, according to Pat Crowley, the home plate umpire. So it's 0-1-1 to Myers, tied at 5 in the bottom of the 6th inning. He's got no home runs yet this year. Here's the 0-1, and this is in there for strike 2. Off speed there from Campbell at 72. Up toward the letters, righty to a lefty. Myers does not have any home runs because he's been the table setter. From the windup, the next pitch is chopped to short. Two hops, Austin Bull picks it up, throws it over to first, and Myers is retired. That is a 4-3 out, and Adam LaRock will be up next. He's 2-for-3 today, and he also has no home runs yet. In Front of a large crowd here at Carson Park. It is Adam LaRock to try and put the Express ahead. Here on this beautiful Thursday evening. It's two down. Righty to a lefty. LaRock takes it low and away for ball one. Oh, that's called for strike one. beg your pardon. That's 73 miles per hour. Talked about the showcase just briefly before the break. That was on Tuesday where Justin Slayton... First here's the 0-1 pitch. It's low and away for ball one at 78. A changeup there missed from Campbell. Uh, Slayton pitched two clean innings of work and then came off the field limping after his sixth batter who was Eli Wilson for the Stingers on a ground ball to first base. It's 1-1. One and The one. Rock chops this to second. Austin Bull picks it up, throws to first again, and that is a 1-2-3 inning for the Express in the sixth. But uh, the field was a little uneven, and that's why Slayton fell, so we await to see if he's okay. But uh, either way, the season's almost to a close, and what a year for him, a 1-5-8 ERA for him if he is done. It's 5-5 five to five through six innings. We'll have the seventh when we're back at Carson Park on your home for Express Baseball. We're back for the seventh. Isaiah Davis is back to work on the mound for the Express as we are tied at five. The Moondogs will send two, three, and four to the plate. And I'm going to pass it over to Pete Knutson, who's kind of a big deal. People know him.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Ron Burgundy. uh, We're back here for the top of the seventh inning. Tied at five, Austin Bull. Zach Wiley, Kyle McDonald, your do-up batters. All right, I got
4: one for you here. Okay. The bank's been after me like flies on a rib roast. This is a tough one.
3: Ooh, bank's been after me like flies on a rib roast. It's a
4: really tough one.
3: It's okay if you don't get it. Mm, I don't know.
4: Vacation. Dan Aykroyd.
3: Um, gotcha. There's a fastball in for a strike here to the left-handed batting bull, and it's 0-1. If you haven't listened, Ryan likes to do some movie quote trivia on me as he tosses me the broadcast, and uh, I've been a little bit, a uh, little bit down lately. I had yeah, a real well, strong start. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> Thank you. That, that that is quite possibly that is my favorite movie, Big Lebowski. <laughs> And that is, I'm I'm happy that you found a quote, Ryan, that uh, didn't have the F word in it. So uh, good job, man. Wasn't easy. There's a, I think there's an F word count on the Big Lebowski. And it's something like a a two, three hundred, something like that in that movie. So good job. Well done. (laughs) It's an 0-2 count here on Austin Bull. Hitting from the left side, he's 0-3 tonight. Isaiah Davis facing his fifth batter here. Fastball swung out and missed. Boy, when he's got it, he's got it. Doesn't he? Just an unbelievable type of talent is Isaiah Davis. The consistency, the only concern with Davis and maybe working in a breaking ball from time to time. But, boy, when he's got that fastball working, he is tough to hit. And now here comes Zach Wiley, who pinch hit for Jake Shepsky in the fifth inning. He walked and scored a run in that one plate appearance. And that was the run that he scored on that ground rule double or pardon me, uh, got the third on the ground rule double by Kyle McDonald as that fastball misses outside from Davis and the count is 1-0. He'd eventually score on the single by C.J. Huntley a batter later. So again, was one of those just kind of faux pas by Andrew Dean who had a pretty good night tonight. He will uh, not pick up a win or a loss so they have a no decision tonight as this one is pop foul right side by Wiley and it's One-and-one. Dean with five innings, six hits, five runs all earned, five walks, two strikeouts in 103 pitches tonight, 24 batters faced. And every starter you're going to see for the Express the rest of the way, Express out of the hunt in the playoff race in the North Division. So uh, they're going to be able to go as long as they can, as long as they don't have any pitch limitations from their college coaches back at home. 1-1 from Davis is up a little high at 91 miles an hour, and it's 2-1. and The wind has picked up a bit here. And it's blowing sort of across the field from the left field to the right field foul pole, maybe a little bit in from left
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pretty stiff out there. You can feel it coming through the press box here as well. A little breeze. It's a 2-1 from Davis. Is going to be blooped into right field. Long run here for Sharnik. He is on. He's going to let it hit in front of him. He pulled up right at the last moment. Probably a good decision there. Spencer Myers was coming over from center to back him up. But if you dive and miss that one, you're likely giving Wiley a double. And with Kyle McDonald coming to the plate, it's a difficult decision. You know, there's probably some schools of thought that would say, fine, give him a double because you don't want him on base when McDonald's at the plate. Not a single into right. Not a 5-5 ball game here. We got a good one tonight. Expressive answered. Every time the Moondogs have put up runs, the Expressive come back with runs of their own. And after the Moondogs went up five to two at the end of the top of the fifth, Stress came back with three more in the bottom of five. It was a real big answer from this team. One down, fastball in is off the end of the bat into McDonald. And the count is 0 1. He'd like to see Davis mix in some off speed stuff. I can't imagine McDonald, after watching what Davis has thrown here so far to a total of six batters, I can't imagine he's going to be sitting there ready and waiting for an off speed pitch. Maybe bring that up on a two strike count if you can get to him. And Andrew Pratt wants to go out and talk to Davis. Mention the other scores in the Northwoods League in the North Division that we are keeping our eye on in the bottom of the sixth at Riverfront Stadium in Waterloo. The Bucks, who are long out of the race, are giving the Huskies a bit of a game. It's 4-2 Duluth with the lead. Duluth in second place right now in the second half standings. They're trying to clinch themselves a wild card, which uh, they have not quite locked up yet. They're close, but the win and a couple of other teams losing tonight, they might have themselves at least a playoff spot, regardless of whether it's a second-half championship or a wild card. Davis with a deep breath, the 0-1. There's a fastball in. McDonald launches that one to center field. Back on it is Myers. See, he lost that ball above the lights. It will one-hop the wall. Around second is Wiley. He is digging as the throw comes back from Myers toward the infield. It's cut off by Bruiser as it's relayed in, and that is a double for McDonald. So uh, the ball being lost above the lights here which is not something that happens often. Myers, again, normal left fielder, so he lost that one. Didn't see it, and it one hops so well. I'm not sure if he had seen it if he'd have gotten there. That's one of the deepest balls we've seen hit here at Carson Park all season long. And it's the second double of the game for McDonald. So he's now up to 15 doubles on the season as McDonald, and no RBI there as he now stands at second. And it's Wiley at third for C.J. Huntley, who had a two-run single in this very situation back in the fifth inning. And it was a little bloop over the infield that was drawn in at the time, and the infield in again as this one is spiked in the dirt by Davis on a fastball that hit a couple feet in front of the plate, and the count is 1-0. and oh. It's not often you see a ball get lost above the lights here, but that's exactly what happened on Myers. He put his hands in the air, didn't see the ball, and again at one hop, the topper's sign out in center right in front of the topper's pavilion. So Davis needs to come back with a strike here. C.J. Huntley two for two with a walk, a run scored, two RBI. Both his hits have been singles. In fact, 13 of the 14 hits for the Express tonight have been singles. How about that? Davis with the set and the 1-0. On the way home, a fastball swung out and missed. Looked like it had a little movement on it. Almost looked like kind of cut movement out toward the outside part of the plate. And uh, a one and one count here on Huntley. Huntley trying to come up in a big spot once again. Infield drawn in, with one down, runners at second and third. One-one count. Davis kicks and comes home. Fastball's fouled off. It's one and two. This is where I really like a changeup here. You know, it doesn't. You look at Davis. He's wants to integrate a potential breaking ball into his game at some point. He doesn't really have it yet. But you'd like a changeup here. Breaking ball, you throw it, and you're pretty much putting Andrew Pratt in a difficult position, trying to block that ball. Likely. But I like a change-up here on a 1-2 if he can throw this one in a good spot. The 1-2 is a fastball home, a late swing. That one is fouled off the roofing here at the press box over to our right. Luke, the Mankato broadcaster, almost getting a souvenir there. Looks like we're back here on NorthwoodsLeague.com. And our uh, video broadcast, a little bit of a technical issue, but we welcome you back in. Here's a 1-2, Davis with one down, runners at second and third. And the delivery home is a fastball fouled off the glove of Pratt. And that looked like it went off the top of the glove. He's in a little bit of pain. How about Drew Hemoleski getting over and making the play? All right, back at Carson Park. Those who are listening on the radio side, apologize there. We had a little internet outage, but we're back on and ready to go. There's two down now, runners still at second and third, tied at 5, and 0-1 count, and the fastball outside to Garrett Mitchell after C.J. Huntley flew out to shallow center. There was no tag from third from Zach Wiley. Spencer Myers with a good throw back to the infield. Two gone. Runners still at second and third. The infield back to normal depth. We're in the top of the seventh, tied at five between the Mankato Moondogs and the Eau Claire Express. You didn't miss much. Promise. Just a flyout. That was about it. 1-1 1-1 here from Davis is going to be flown into right off the end of the bat. Coming on is Sharnik. He's under it. Catch made. And Davis pitches out of the jam. A nice job there by Isaiah Davis in his second inning of work to get out of the jam there in the middle in the heart of the lineup from the Moondogs and keep it a 5-5 ball game. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. And welcome back in here to Carson Park. The Express and the Moondogs tied at five as we head to the bottom of the seventh inning. We thank you for hanging around with us here through a little bit of a technical issue. We're back on the air, and those who might be uh, listening in from Mankato, if you're listening to Luke's great broadcast over there, uh, we uh, might be the only ones up at the moment. He's working uh, pretty hard over there as there's a breaking ball into Andrew Pratt to lead things off from Connor Campbell, and it's 0-1. So we'll uh, we'll keep you abreast of what's happening here uh, as the broadcast continues. An 0-1 count on Pratt. Campbell comes home. That one line to left field. A base hit. Andrew Pratt's had himself a ball game. He's three for four tonight. All with singles in the Express now with 15 hits. That's tied for the most they've had in the game all season. Coming between Josh Ramirez and Connor Campbell. Ramirez went four innings tonight. Gave up 14 hits, but only five runs all earned on no walks and four strikeouts. Only threw 75 pitches in 24 batter's face, but he was getting roughed up pretty bad in terms of the hits allowed. So he is... uh, Came out of that game. That's a first hit that Connor Campbell has allowed in six batter's face. Here's Nick Bruiser. He's also two for three tonight with a run scored. So he will come to the plate. From the right side, the Stanford man will take a breaking ball in for a strike from the Reine and Campbell. A lot of off-speed stuff from Campbell. Two more tickets, four, and the count is 0-1. 5-5 five, five the score here in the bottom of the seventh. Ryan's over there helping out. Luke, and we're trying to get him back out the air, so if uh, you happen to be tuned in for us here, as uh, again, we bring the Express versus the Moondogs, uh, we say hello to you. Remember, you might be listening or watching. Cruiser at the plate for the Express. 0-1 count. Nobody out here in the seventh. Breaking ball. He fouls this one off the glove of Sean Noel, the catcher for the Moondogs and the count is 0-2. Moondogs stay in town tonight and they will play the Express in a 7.05 ball game tomorrow night. First pitch will be on the air at 6.50 to bring it to you here on Classic Rock 92.1 rock921.com and of course the iHeartRadio app. You can download it. You can bring it with you anywhere in the world and listen to Express Baseball. We've got our previous games up there as well that we post on our podcast channel. You can listen back on demand any time. sliding back into first base safely as Andrew Pratt. Not really a threat to steal unless the Express put on a hit and run here. A tie ball game at five in the bottom of the seventh inning. It will be Isaiah Davis back out for the Express, too, in the eighth inning. Nobody warming for the Express for his third inning of work. He has thrown some long relief appearances this season, and he's done well in those. Chest tie set, and the 0-2. On the way home, Bruiser flies it into right center field. It's playable for Kenton Cruz in center over to his left. One hand to grab above the cap as the wind was kind of pushing him toward right center, and there's one gone. Fly out to center for the first out of the bottom of the seventh. Pratt stays at first. Here's Ryan Bishop had a big RBI basis loaded single in the fifth. Vic Sanchez being relatively cautious over at third base in terms of his coaching, holding up runners, not trying to make the first out of the inning in that fifth at home. And, Again, I think some good decisions as the ball's got out toward the outfield pretty quickly. But the Express did score three in that fifth inning to tie the ball game at five, and now we still stay tied here with Pratt on at first and Bishop at the plate. And he will take an off-speed pitch in for a strike at 74 miles an hour, 0-1. And that's the thing, Campbell really throwing the timing and the kind of a approach at the plate off for the Express batters after you had Josh Ramirez throwing in the low to mid-90s to start this appearance. Or to start this ballgame, rather, for the Moondogs. Chin-high set, in the 0-1 is going to miss low and in. Another change up there at 74 miles an hour. It's 1-1. One one. This has been a great rivalry the last couple of years. Both teams, the Moondogs and the Express, have met in the opening round of the playoffs. Express got the better end of that one in 2016 here at Carson Park. Moondogs came to Carson Park last year for the first round of the playoffs, and they put it to the Express with a big win on their way to the North Division Championship Series. Championship game, I should say, is that Misses blowing away. And it's 2-1 where they would fall to the St. Cloud Rocks as the Rocks went on to a 2017 championship. And so, uh, again, this Moondogs team has been there often. They have never won the big one. But uh, they are poised to try to get back there again and try to make a run. Leonard High set the 2-1. Again, a breaking ball outside to Bishop. That's a great eye at the plate. Three and one now the count, with one down. And the wind blowing from left to right. So right-handed batter is not in good shape if they try to pull this one toward the left field fence. As over at first base, Pratt takes his lead with one away. 3-1 count. And the d- delivery home is popped up by Bishop. He was sitting on a fastball, didn't get it. That will make its way back and land on the roof here. Of the press box, and the count is full now on Bishop. I like that approach from Bishop there, 3-1. He's not waiting for a walk. He's trying to drive one toward a gap and trying to get a good inning going here for the Express. I mentioned it earlier, he's had a lot of fun here in Eau Claire this season. He's liked the bus trips. He's really enjoyed his teammates as we were talking about him before. So we'll see what Bishop can do on a full count with one away. Pratt takes his lead at first, bottom of the seventh, tied at five. Campbell sets, comes home. The 3-2 is going to be grounded. Left side should be two. Novak is on to second to bowl for one. The relay to first is in plenty of time. 6-4-3 double play, and that is the inning. So a hit in the inning for the Express, but no runs, no errors, nobody left. We're through seven, tied at five. We head to the eighth after this on your home for Express Baseball.
4: We appreciate you being with us here as we go to the top of the eighth inning. My name is Ryan Russell. Pete Knudsen is my broadcast partner, but he will be back here in uh, a little bit. We've had some... uh, This has been... Kind of uh, interesting, the internet all of a sudden, I guess, for this entire area has gone down. And uh, secret of the trade, a lot of times radio broadcasts have a bunch of internet involved in how the signal goes from our microphones all the way to your home, whether you're listening on the iHeartRadio app or on the real radio or in the car or something like that. So because the internet for this entire area apparently just shut down, uh, we're all trying to go to our quick plan B, and Pete Knutsen is over, uh, being a good man, helping out Luke Hallett, the Mankato Moondogs radio broadcaster, and getting his broadcast back up, so that is why Pete Knutson is absent right now. Uh, he's okay, don't worry. It's 5-5, top of the eighth. Thanks for being with us. RJ Tejero's a lefty, and he leads it off against Isaiah Davis, who throws a fastball low and out to begin the inning. It's 1-0. Tagero's a lefty from UCLA, and so far today he is 0 for 2 with a walk. The walk came back in the second inning. Stands in there, back of the box, close to the plate. Davis takes a breath, sends it home, and the 1-0 pitch is called for strike one. Low outside corner to Tejero to even the count. Tejero, Noel, and Cruz are the first three batters here this inning for Mankato. As we're all tied up at five, no runs have been scored since the fifth inning. Davis throws a fastball. It's fouled back by Tejero. And now it's a 1 2 count. Tejero hits 289 against righties, 316 against lefties. And Davis right now is a righty, so. A little worse numbers, surprisingly, as Tejero is a lefty himself. He is the third baseman today at 6-1-190. And now this pitch is low for ball two here on Tejero who is taking, and that evens the count two and two. Five to five in the eighth. Tejero leaves his bat a few times waiting for the pitch as Davis sets again the bases clear everyone shaded left as Davis throws heat the ground ball to second Mitch Boobin the second baseman falls over as he's going for it that rolls into right field and Tejero will have his first base hit of the day that puts him on first for Sean Noel the eight batter in the order for the Moondogs as they work through their fourth time through the order Noel is one for two he walked in the second inning as well and Kenton Cruz will be the next batter he'll be 0 for 3 today when he comes up So Noel and then Cruz and then the top if Davis cannot finish this inning with the next two batters now Finberg the third baseman comes in on Noel who may square for a bunt he does not as the pitch is low and away from Pratt it bounces to the backstop Tagero will be the second on the wild pitch from Davis Took a few off that at 86 on his fastball, but he missed the zone either way. So no bunt is required from Noel. Now Finberg will move back even with the bag. Middle infielders play a little tight towards second to hold Tejero on, who now takes a a medium-sized lead off a second. He's got two stolen bags this year. Davis, the righty, goes to the righty Noel. Pitch is called for a strike at 85 on the low inside corner. Noel is from North Dakota State University. That is obviously up in Fargo, North North Dakota. Here's the 1-1 on the way. Noel hits this hard left field side. And this one should go foul here off the bat of Noel. So he will have a 1-2 count Against Davis with nobody out, 5 5. Top of the eighth inning here at Carson Park under the lights on what's been a beautiful evening in front of a large crowd. Imagine they had a good walk up crowd on the uh, Silver Spring Foods mustard night. Pretty close to 2,000 here. Here's a foul ball right side. It goes out of play from Noel. It's now 1 2. He was behind on the 88 mile per hour heater there from Davis. Just around 1,900 fans have packed into this ballpark tonight. Nice festivities outside beforehand. Remember, we got a game tomorrow at 7. Here's a fastball grounded over toward third base. Finberg picks it up, looks back the runner, goes to first, and has Noel out. So Tejero stays on second. Well done there by Finberg, the third baseman, and now there's one away. Remember, 7 o'clock tomorrow, first pitch for game two against the Moondogs. And then 6.30 on Saturday against uh, St. Cloud. The Rocks are coming in. And then 2 o'clock p.m. on Sunday to finish the Northwoods League season. There will be no playoffs, unfortunately, for the Express. But it will be a fun finale to the season against the Rocks. 5-5, top of eight. Kenton Cruz is up. The nine-batter in the order on the first pitch. lines it into center field. That is caught by Spencer Myers, the center fielder today. He quickly sends it back in to retire Cruz for the second out and keep Tagero on second, and there's two down. This is Classic Rock 92.1 FM, WMEQ, Menominee, Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, rock921.com, and the iHeartRadio app. Nick Novak is up for his fifth trip to the plate today. He is one for three so far when he walked in the fifth inning. He scored. Tied at five in the top of the eighth. The Moondogs have their fourth batter of the inning up against Davis. In Davis' third inning of work, Novak fouls this into his own dugout on the third base side. He gets some little smart aleck comments from the uh, Moondogs bench. thought they were trying to. I think somebody down there thought he was about to be killed by his own teammate. <laughs> Almost killed him dead. Davis gets his sign from Pratt. Fires to Novak. Another fastball. He checked his swing. There's an appeal to third base umpire Gavin Oakley who says he did not go. Unfortunately, Oakley is over in the middle of the field here with the runner on second. Didn't get a great
3: look at it. He, he pulled a Mark Grace, Ryan. Yeah. Mark Grace used to do that. First baseman for the Cubs, he'd hold his bat on a check swing, and then he'd show it. He'd say, look, I never went around. Even though the bat head would go out a little more when he'd pull it back a little bit. That was nice. It's 1-1 one and one
4: to Novak. The pitch is high for ball two. That gets away from Pratt. That's a wild pitch to put Tejero on third. And uh, there's going to be a runner on third for Novak with two down, 5-5, five, five, top of the eighth. And Pete.
3: This is your inning, man. Oh, You you, you can finish it off. I uh, we're, we're working diligently to get the internet back here. I'm pretty sure all of our internet ports up here went dead.
4: Yes, apparently got the stream back up. <laughs> hey, are we back on? Hey, look Looks at that. Looks like it. It's uh, apparently all over the place around here. No internet. Two and one as Davis goes to Novak. The next pitch is popped up foul left side, and it goes out of play off the bat of Novak.
3: That's the beauty of a wireless card for us up here.
4: Well, I just got done telling the listeners that uh, trick of the trade, a secret, let you in on. Sometimes there's some Internet involved in broadcasts from when it goes from our voice to your car, your home. and That is the case here. And when the entire neighborhood loses Internet, that's what happens. There's a pitch low and away for ball three
3: to Novak, and it's now a full count with two down. I was a Boy Scout, Ryan. You know what the Boy Scout motto is? Uh, no, I did not. Be prepared. Ooh. So we always have backups to backups. Dan Price, our producer, also follows that motto as well.
4: Austin Bulls on deck. Here's the full count pitch to Novak. It's popped up into shallow, shallow left. Connor Laspina the left fielder. He runs up, loses his hat again here. <laughs> Makes the catch above his head, and he's got the final out. Well, the uh, Moondogs have a guy on, a leadoff single. He was eventually stranded at third, and the game re- remains tied 5-5 five to five as we go to the bottom of the eighth. Laspina, Boobin, and Finberg will bat first when we're back on your home for Express Baseball. Thanks for being with us. Bottom eight's coming up, and the first pitch is in toward Connor Laspina at strike one, and this is the Domino's winning inning, so if the Express score this inning, Text 96893, the word DOMINOS, for free pizza if you're one of the first two. Laspina has the 0-1 count. The pitch is in from Connor Campbell. It's now 1-1 on the fastball. Well, Pete, Luke Hallett is the Mankato broadcaster. You saved his life and his day. You got him back up and running on the radio in Mankato. Thanks to your diligent work over there fixing the internet. And uh, I'm going to pass it off to you for the rest of the game.
3: I appreciate it. There's Laspina flying one into center. Pretty deep here. Cruzo is after it. The wind kind of knocking it down. And he'll make the catch. And there's one away for Mitch Boob and Scott Finberg to follow there. Here in the eighth, Express needing a run to try to take a lead to the ninth inning. Tied at five here between the Moondogs and the Express. Well, as much as I love to take credit, and the reason I'm not going to take credit is because I'm pretty sure the guy who actually did help out with the fixing, is probably listening over in the uh, booth next to us. Annie Dvorak, our CFO, was running around resetting some routers and whatnot. So uh, we'll give him some credit for Luke, too, as that fastball misses high. I did run a long Ethernet cable and plugged into a couple things. It's about the most that I did during that uh, break. But I'm glad he's back up. And he was doing a recap when I ran over to make sure he's (laughs) back on. So I probably messed up his recap. But nonetheless, he's back on and good to go. 1-0 is a breaking ball low
0: no purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting world.
4: He took it pretty well. I was over there. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry. He's like, well, I don't mind. I
3: kind of like just watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got to do that for an inning. 2 on the way to Boobin is off the end of the bat. That's got some wicked spin. It's back into fair territory. McDonald kicks it and picks it up at the first base bag. And there's two gone. Off the end of the bat, how many times have we seen that this season where a ball will go from foul territory to fair territory with that kind of awkward reverse spin as of what you might expect. In fact, the third base umpire, Gavin Oakley, came over to check out that ball the way that it was hit off the end of the bat by Boobin. It's an unassisted play by McDonald at first. Scott Finberg now at the plate. He's 0 for 3.
4: They have stories about the old polo grounds where the groundskeeper would purposely slope that lane toward first to, you know, induce a few more fair
3: balls. That is not the case of Carson Park. That was just a big spin. Breaking pitches in to Finberg for a strike. You mentioned Luke being calm over there. It's one of the coolest stories I heard at Al Michaels is talking about Frank Gifford back when they did Monday Night Football broadcast when Frank Gifford passed away. And he said Frank Gifford was the calmest guy under pressure you've ever seen. Is that fastball misses low, which kind of have to be as a former NFL quarterback but he said whenever our equipment would go go out, whenever we'd lose connections, whenever it would be, he would just sit there calm and say, okay, no big deal. <laughs> they were just about to go on to a national audience on Monday Night Football, but uh, they'd figure it out. Always the calmest guy in the booth, he'd say, as that one is swung on and missed by Finberg on an off-speed pitch from Campbell. Campbell's pitched very well here in relief, only giving up one hit after the starter, Josh Ramirez, gave up 14 to the Express. And a 1-2 count now here on Finberg with Sharnik behind him, but, again, this needs a lot to come back from this count and try to get a two-out rally going here for Eau Claire. The windup from Campbell to 1-2. Fastball line hard into left. It's right at Huntley, he'll make the catch. Barely had to move. Got it about knee high as he kind of went down into a crouch to make the catch. We're headed to the ninth, tied at five. Back after this on your home for Express Baseball. All right, back here at Carson Park. We are headed to the ninth, tied at five between the Express and the Moondogs. This has been a barn burner here tonight, and Austin Bull is going to lean things off once again against Isaiah Davis, making his way through the lineup for the second time here in relief of Andrew Dean. Bull, Wiley, and McDonald, your due-up batters. This is uh, the heart of the lineup here for this Moondog team, hoping to get themselves to the playoffs here. and They need a few wins to do it. This fastball grounded up the middle. That one will get through and pass Adam LaRock into center field. Bull with the single up the middle. In front of 1,897 fans here tonight singing some Sweet Caroline. Favorite song. Everybody's favorite. And Zach Wiley now to the plate here for the Moondogs.
4: A couple things about the Moondogs right now. Their bus driver has got the bus running outside the front doors of the stadium.
3: Oh so he thinks so it's he's ready to go. He
4: thinks he thinks his game's almost <laughs> over, it seems. Uh, so that's uh, he's confident they're gonna score a few in
3: this inning and then have a quick bottom nine. That's not the plan for the Express. Davis comes home, flown into right center field, can of corn out there for Myers and Sharnick coming together. Myers from center makes the catch. Oh, there's one away. Think
4: about the weight of this situation though for the moondogs they're a half game back from the wilmer stingers here in the second half standings this is a huge game as everyone will be to finish out this season here for uh these moondogs quick take a look at the wilmer score they're still ahead two here on the honkers four to two is the score in the seventh inning so if the stingers win that game they will be no worse than best in the north division in the second half but man if they can win this game and Rochester can come back, then they'll take first place over the Stingers. Remember, Duluth and LaCrosse are right there. Duluth's ahead of Waterloo. And LaCrosse is way ahead of Bismarck. LaCrosse is number one enemy for Mankato right now.
3: One down, Davis comes home. Fastball misses the outside corner to the, the man leading the league in a lot of categories RBI home runs, 16 on the season. And a 1 0 count to him. Davis got to be careful. We'll see what he does. Grant gives him the sign. A 1-0 with one down. Man on it first is Bull. The set in the delivery home. It's a fastball. Swung on and missed. He got McDonald to swing through that one. It's 1-1. One one. I can remember, you know, you mentioned the bus driver situation. It's a game I played. I was 15 and under baseball. It might have been 12 and under baseball now as I think about it. Where uh, my dad was keeping score. And the opposing coach started putting the helmets and the bats away in the bags that they came in. They were up by like four or five runs. We were the home team. As Davis sets, and the 1-1 on the way home is a fastball popped up on the infield. That is a major league pop-up. It's Finberg from third. He's after it. He makes the catch in foul territory to retire McDonald, and that is a huge out here in this inning as C.J. Huntley comes to the plate. But I I remember it well. My dad, loud enough for everybody to hear, right? I mean, there's chain-link fence. It's not like there's a lot of fans there. Look at that coach over there. He's putting away the helmets. He's putting away the bu- the bats. He thinks they've won. He yells. And what do we do? We come back, we score like six runs, and we win the thing. Walk-off yeah. style. So it kind of lit a fire under everybody. As the runner takes off here, Pratt's throw down to second base. They got him. Oh, baby, what a throw, Andrew Pratt. Take it to the ninth, my man. The Express try to walk it off for the second time this season, right after this, on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back here to Carson Park. Express trying to throw a wrench into the Moondogs' playoff plans and to maybe help out a couple other teams in the North Division here tonight as we head to the bottom of the ninth inning. Tied at five between the Express and the Moondogs. How about the throw down from Andrew Pratt? Second time he's got a runner over at second base in this game as the Moondogs are trying to get a man into scoring position. So now as we head to the ninth inning, it's 9-1 and 2 due up for the Express. Chase Sharnick, who is one for three tonight. Take the wind-up and delivery home outside and low from Campbell. There is a righty warming for the Moondogs down there in case Campbell gets into some trouble. But, again, he's only allowed one hit in four innings pitched in relief of Josh Ramirez. Tied at five here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Express trying to walk it off as Sharnock digs in from the left side. The 1-0 on the way home. It's an off-speed pitch down the middle for a strike. And it is 1-1, one one. 79 miles an hour that time from Campbell. Sarnick showing a patient
4: approach. Took the first two pitches. He did walk more times than he struck out at Madison College this last spring. 22 walks, 21 Ks. If he can get out with a walk, that'd be big. 1-1
3: one, one is lined right back up the middle. That ball is backhanded by Bull, but uh, it's off his glove, in fact, and that'll be a single. Even up better. <laughs> hey, it works. Went under the glove of Campbell, the pitcher there, and then Bull, I thought he had a chance at least to scoop it up. I'm not sure if he would have been able to make that throw, even if he fielded it cleanly. But it kind of went off of his glove as well. So a single here to lead things off for Sharnik. And the Express have the game-winning run on base. We talked about it last night, too, that Zach Gillis could be a pinch runner in this yeah. situation. It was back to the exact same situation.
4: What was my call before the inning?
3: You told me Adam LaRock's going to have a big hit. He's been Mr. Clutch. Will, will he bunt? Myers will. He'll bunt it to the right side. Campbell is up with it. Here's the throw to first base. It's in time. And the Express have two chances to walk it off. Sharnick is at second. Will they go to Gillis out of the dugout here as a pinch runner? That's the question. Is he ready to go and uh, in game shape and ready to run? Or will they go with Sharnick on the bases? Sack hit there for Myers on a one-to-three put out. One down, and here's Adam LaRock with Andrew Pratt to follow. And this is going to be Ryan Craig out there. He's looking at his lineup card. He's looking at the bullpen, and he will make the call to the bullpen here for the Moondogs. So the Moondogs are going to take Campbell out after he lets a man on to scoring position, into scoring position. And it looks like... That is going to be Brandon Fott, as you might expect. He is a big-time player for this Moondogs team. That's the guy they go to when they need outs, and we'll see how he does when we come back. Bottom of the night, tied at five. The Express with a couple chances here to walk it off. when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back here to Carson Park. It is the bottom of the ninth inning. New Rump on the Bump brought to you by Rump's Butcher Shop in Altoona. For local meats, well done. It's Rump's Butcher Shop. It is Brandon Fott out of Louisville, Kentucky. He is from Bellarmine, a freshman there at 6'3", 215 pounds and a righty. This is the man they go to when they need outs. He has pitched 43 and 2 thirds innings in now his 25th relief appearance. They've all come out of the bullpen for him this season. A 5 and 2 record for him, a 1.85 ERA. 60 strikeouts in those 43 and 2 thirds innings and only 15 walks allowed. He has taken some losses, some blown opportunities. But uh, that last time that he took a loss was all the way back on July 1st against the Duluth Huskies at Franklin Rogers Park. Here's a set from Fott. He will come home on a slider low into Adam LaRock, who's been Mr. Clutch for the Express. He's got Chase Sharnick at second base. He was sacrificed there to second by Spencer Myers, one out here in the bottom of the ninth inning.
4: He's the best guy out of the pen. Every game now is a must-win for Mankato.
3: Here's a set. LaRock the switch hitter, hitting from the left side the 1-0 is a slider in for a strike and it's 1-1. One one.
4: For the Express this helps out, we know he will not be pitching tomorrow assuming they're going to want him available both Saturday and Sunday against the Loggers in a huge series but remember if they use him both days this weekend they don't get to use him in game one of the playoffs if they do make it in so you've got to consider you can't pitch three days in a row in the Northwoods league. Here we are Thursday, playoffs Monday.
3: 1-1 to LaRock, missed it low, it's 2 and one He had been warming up before that inning started if Campbell got into trouble, which saw that Ryan Craig deemed that he was.
4: Every game is must-win for Mankato at this point. We'll see if it ends up
3: that way, but that's their philosophy at the moment either way. 2-1, Fott takes a long look at second base. The 2-1 is a slider at the knees for a strike, and it's 2-2, and and he has thrown a steady diet of sliders here to Adam Larocque to start off this at bat. At, you know that LaRock is a good fastball hitter, so they're trying to go off speed here to kind of throw him off balance. Now what's he going to come back with on a 2-2? Is the fastball coming? That's the question because he hasn't really thrown one yet here. He'll set in the 2-2. On the way home to LaRock, it's swung out and missed. A little high heater there that he couldn't catch up to in the Express. Have one more chance in Andrew Pratt. And a walk would bring Nick Bruiser to the plate base hit here you got to imagine that Vic Sanchez regardless of where it's hit unless it's on the infield is going to send the runner in Sharnik from second good arms all the way around remember it's Zach Wiley in right instead of Shepsky. you got Cruz in center CJ Henley a good arm in left two down bottom of the ninth tied at five Fastball into Pratt has swung on and miss. He's had himself a good ball game, three for four on the evening with an RBI and a run scored. Struck out looking his first time up tonight. He has had difficulty with the breaking ball at times. Let's see if he can maybe sit on a slider here and rocket this one out toward the outfield. The set from Fatio 1 is a fastball inside at 92 miles an hour. That's the first time we've seen that pitch. The so One that LaRock swung at was an off-speed delivery about 83 miles an hour. Wasn't a breaking ball, but chased it out of the zone. That was at 93. So there's the fastball. A 1-1 count here to Pratt, and he will step off. <laughs> they, got a, they wanted a bock. They won't get it. Will the fans? Now the question is where his left foot came down. If it came down on or, on or in front of the rubber, it's a but it didn't look like it did umpire's right on it two down runner at second here in the bottom of the ninth tied at five Pitch in into pratt is line to left field that's a base hit here comes a runner huntley is going to throw it toward home it's a little off the mark scooped up He's tied around it oh they got it oh no oh no they slid around the tag it looked like from shardick vic sanchez is extremely upset pat crowley is gonna get the what for here. Dale Varsho, Vic Cable, they're all gonna come out. The whole bench is out for the Express. Dale Varsho's asking everybody to get back into the dugout there. It looked like on the play as we take a look at the replay here on northwoodsleague.com. The wind around, he went around the tag, did he? Oh boy, he had Vic Sanchez right in the way of our replay. It's hard to tell from that oh. angle exactly what happened, but we unfortunately for Eau Claire are headed to the 10th inning. The argument will wow, continue. We'll no tell you way. about it after this on your home for Express Baseball. Now we welcome you back. here the Carson Park as we head to the 10th inning. We're still tied at five as the Express, well, they uh, had a play at the plate and unfortunately didn't go the Express's way. Uh, it was... Again, Sharnick coming around third base. Vic Sanchez hey, sent him. C.J. Huntley made a throw that was pretty far off the mark. It uh, wasn't a great throw. Uh, give a lot of credit to the catcher, Sean Noll to go and field that ball. He dove out for a tag on Sharnick. We got a kind of an obstructed view. Vic Sanchez was right in the way of our third base camera on that play. That fastballs is at the ease for a strike here to C.J. Huntley. And the count is 0-1. So all we have to go with is our live view. We don't have a great angle from our third base side press box. It certainly looked like Sharnick made a very good attempt at getting around the tag. There's a fastball that's fouled away. Davis pitching with a little extra adrenaline, as I'm sure most of the players out there have. And the Express thought they'd walked it off on the Andrew Pratt single, but once again, home plate umpire Pat Crowley called him out. Well, I loved the uh, leadership <laughs> from Dale Varshall, actually. I'll say this. from Davis is hit hard over to the left side. Up with it is LaRock. Throw to first base is in time. Nice stretch by Bruiser over there to get the out. And there's one gone.
4: The entire express dugout came out onto the field thinking they'd have a walk-off. And then when the, you know, call came in that the guy was out, then they kept walking out there back toward the umpire. And they had everybody yelling at him. Victor Sanchez as well, the third base coach. And uh, Dale Varsha walked out and said, Everybody back to the dugout. This is my job. I'm going to have a conversation with them like a man. And... uh, we assume he's got a better view of it than we do. He's what? up there real real close. Pat Crowley, that home plate ump, so what can we really say in that situation? Well, But, uh, you they, know.
3: They clearly left that conversation. It went on for a little bit there in yeah. between innings between Dale Varsho and Pat Crowley. They both left it uh, well, not pleased. As yes. There's a swing and a miss by Garrett Mitchell. Now the positive here for the Express, remember this, is that Isaiah Davis, he's pitching well, and he doesn't have to face Kyle McDonald for this inning, and if we go to an 11th, if he makes his way through this lineup well might not have to face him in the 11th either which is pretty big here so you just hope he can get out quickly and efficiently for Eau Claire. the 0-1 in the Mitchell is bunted foul not a bad idea with Finberg playing back at third but he's unable to get that one out into fair territory and it's 0-2
4: drop the word must win on this Mankato game for them think about how much they benefit from that catcher Noel getting that final out there of that ninth inning, sending us into extras, that game would have been over and they would have had a loss, which they cannot afford for this uh, remaining four days they've got,
3: that is huge for their season. 0-2 from Davis, fouled over our heads here and we'll do it again, 92 that time from Isaiah Davis.
4: You're right, Pete, that throw from Huntley was not good at all, that was wide over toward the dugout on the third base side, the catcher Noel picked it up, he scrambled real hard over toward uh, Chase charnel the runner coming, Sharnick rather, the runner coming in from second, and was just able to get the tag on his body before he came in toward home.
3: 0-2 count on the way to Mitchell from Davis is hit high in the air toward uh, the right side of the infield. Bruiser's over toward the dugout. He is gonna have room. He reached it. Oh, couldn't quite get there. It was about an inch or two away from his reach. He tried to reach over the railing of the dugout to make that catch. Tough play there. Bruiser needed. Uh, he needed Mr. Stretch Arms. What is that? I'm sure Uh, there's a superhero who can do that. Elastigirl um, in the Incredibles can do it. He needed Elastigirl Elastigirl. arms. There you go.
4: (laughs) Close. Kind of, you know, doesn't quite look like Elastigirl. (laughs) She's got got wider hips than he does. (laughs)
3: It's kind of her character. I'm not an Incredibles guy, so I appreciate you uh, informing us on that. (laughs) O2 Count. Here in the top of the tenth inning, fastball up high, and now the count is one and two at ninety-three miles an hour to Mitchell.
4: She's the mother of this family of superheroes. She's very sassy, and That's so, good. She, so her profile doesn't match uh, Nick Bruiser, but <laughs> but but I the see same the power would have certainly helped. Yes. <laughs> He's not the sassiest. Oh, man. He's not the yeah. I wouldn't describe him as sassy.
3: One two on the way home from Davis is low. Now he needs to come back with the strike. Throwing a fastball high through a fastball low after getting up 0-2. Don't want to lay one over the middle to Mitchell, but you got to get it at the right level at least. Try to get him to chase maybe something a little out of the zone. Could try to come home and jam him here on an inside fastball, but it's got to be the right level at this point. Davis with the belt-eye set and the 2-2. On the way home, it's a fastball lined over the right side. That is off the glove of Boobin on a hop out toward right field. That'll go down as a single. And the Moondogs now have a base runner with one away, and R.J. Tejero coming to the plate. And as we mentioned, you know, every batter here, you'd like to see the Express obviously walk it off in the bottom of the 10th inning, but every runner that the Moondogs get gets them closer to Kyle McDonald. And this is, again, this is why I voted for Kyle McDonald for <laughs> MVP, because all I can think, and, and we're on, what, the 7th batter. McDonald's in the 4th spot. He was the last out, or at least uh, not the last out, but the last man at the plate, was recorded there in the ninth inning and all I'm thinking about is him Kyle McDonald and where he's at as Davis comes home and a fastball outside not to say there's not a lot of other good players in this lineup for the Moondogs but he is just that good and that powerful at the plate as Mitchell stands at first base with the fastball from Davis and with the arm from Pratt you can't imagine that Mitchell's going to take off at least with one out now at two out he might try to go that would be a typical Ryan Craig decision Davis comes home. fastballs is right down the middle for a strike, and it's 1-1. One and one. Got a good one tonight. Yeah, extra we do. Extra innings. Second Fra- night in a row. Express your 0-4 in extra inning games this season. Trying to turn that around. Express just haven't been able to figure out in the extra innings. Mankato on the season 4-4 in extra inning games. They've had a lot. Fastball misses the outside corner, and it's 2 and one didn't miss by much. It is Manny Castellano warming for the Express. We get a great shot of him there. Christine and I are starting to think just alike over there. Or maybe it's Jim. Jim was the one who was switching the camera. No, Christine. Oh, was. Christine. This is It's what happens when you spend this many games together over here. I was thinking, I'm going to tell, tell everybody who's out in the bullpen, and she switched to a shot of it on NorthwoodsLeague.com. Great job. 2-1 on the way home from Davis. Swing and a miss. Took a little something off that one on the high side of the zone. Tajero wanted to park it out on the fan deck. Couldn't do it. It's 2-2. Two Tijero, one for three tonight. With a walk and a single, he has not scored. He was stranded at third back in the eighth inning after advancing there on a couple of wild pitches. Davis get a couple more outs here in the top of the 10th. Tied at five, set the delivery home. Fastball misses low, it gets away from Pratt. And down to second base goes Mitchell. So now the count is full. It's a three-two count with one away. Davis a little upset with himself there. Pratt, I'm sure, a little upset with himself, too. And now the go-ahead run here for the Moondogs is in scoring position for Tejero. Can Davis deliver a strike? That's what he needs. Payoff pitch. Davis looks to second. Top of the tenth inning. 3-2. Fastball grounded right side. That'll advance the runner. Up with it is Mitch Boobin. Throw to first base is in time. To get the out. To third base goes Mitchell. And it'll be up to Sean Knoll, who made the great play to get the out on the express in the bottom of the ninth. To try to give the Moondogs the lead for the first time since the fifth tonight. I'm calling this 10th inning, Ryan, and I'm remembering that we typically toss it to you in the Oh, round. yeah, I forgot about that. I just thought about it right now. I'll give you the 11th. How about All right, that? we'll do that. If we get there. Dude, my bad. <laughs> well, you were going over and conferring and checking. We've been all kind of a little off balance after the Internet. Uh, yeah. Apparently in all of Eau Claire went down. No, just <laughs> in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> now, there is a pinch hitter here, it looks like, for the Moondongs. It will not be Noel. And so at the plate here is Josh Elvier. Josh Elvier out of Houston, the University of Houston. And originally from kind of Texas. Set here from Davis. Fastball in, misses Lowe. And the count is one and out. Now, they do have Castellano ready if they wanted a lefty-lefty matchup here. But the way Davis is pitched, you know, he's, he's pitched very admirably tonight. I think that might be a little bit of an undersell on how well Davis is pitched. Yeah. With uh, four and two-thirds scoreless so far. But a man on a third. The 1-0 is high and away. Now, there is a base open for Elvier. With Noel now out of the game. And so you'd likely end up seeing Evan Klugerman come in to catch in the bottom of the 10th inning.
4: The yeah, most impressive part for Davis, too, is velocity staying up there, plus 90 here in this 10th inning, and this is after he's thrown a bunch of scoreless frames in a row. He's been real good. This looked like a starter. Two
3: on the way home is there for a strike at the belts, 2-1, and one.
4: 91. Even more impressive, he's done it all with, like, basically just a fastball. Maybe a few off-speed pitches thrown in here and there, but really all fastball in these Moondogs, and they can't figure him out.
3: We've talked about it. You know, Davis, he has so many skills, and he has such a great arm. And when he's locating well, he is so difficult to hit. 2-1 is a fastball, swung on and missed. It's 2-2. 1,800-plus wanting the final strike here in the top of the 10th to get the Express to the bottom of 10, still tied at 5. 16 hits for Eau Claire in this game, 12 for the Moondogs. We're tied at 5 here in the top of the 10th. 2-2 count. Man on at third is Mitchell. Davis takes a deep breath. The 2-2 on the way home is fouled over our heads here in the box, and we do it again. Well, you had a great ball game last night, that game that unfortunately didn't go the Express's way, but if you like your baseball, you had a heck of a ball game on a 1-0 Express lead that they gave up with two-strike count in the top of the ninth inning to the Stingers. They'd eventually lose it 4-1 with the Express, but... And another good one here tonight in the top of the 10th. 2-2 from Davis. That one is hit hard toward right, but it's going to hook foul. It had the distance to get out of here, that's for sure, down that short porch out in right field. But he got a little bit out ahead of it there to Elvira, and the count remains 2-2. Two and, two, and Davis will not make that pitch again, I can't believe. You're sitting fastball here, as we've said, because Davis is throwing mainly fastballs here tonight. And He was out in front of a 90-mile-an-hour fastball there from Davis. What can Davis do here now in a 2-2 count? He comes home with a fastball. That one hit hard toward right. That one hooking, and it will get foul. That is a foul ball. Just got foul again. He couldn't straighten it out. He took the bat with him there to Delver. I think he knew it was foul off the bat. And one hopped out onto the fan deck there, and there's a group out there that just got a souvenir they're pretty happy about. We'd be happy with an out. They're up in the press box. That's the uh, obvious statement of the year award right there. What can Davis do to get this out This what he hopes is the final out here of the 10th inning. It's Mitchell at third. The Moondogs trying to get in the lead once again. Tied at five, top of the 10th. 2-2 from Davis, missed it outside. 93 miles an hour from Davis that time, and the count's now full. Base is open. So you've got Kenton Cruz behind him. I'm not sure if there's a pinch hitter up in the on-deck circle. We don't have a good view of it here from our press box. But a base open, so you don't necessarily need to throw something right down the middle here. Try to hit a corner if you want, and if you walk him, so so be it. Here's the payoff. On the way from Davis, missed it outside, and he does walk Elvier. So now runners at the corners here for the Moondogs. Again, that's not the end of the world for Davis. And we'll see if it's Cruz. It is. Kenton Cruz at the plate on the righty-righty matchup. Can't imagine they're going to go to Castellano here. Time is going to be called, though. Vic Sanchez is going to come out and talk to Isaiah Davis. It looked to me, Vic Sanchez now is looking over at Vic Cable and Dale Varsho as to whether they want to go to Castellano here. But, again, I, I think you'd want to keep a righty-righty matchup. Don't think they've made the move toward Castellano yet. And now Sanchez, I think he pointed. So they are going to go lefty-righty here. Interesting decision. Isaiah Davis shakes all the hands of his infielders. He pitched very, very well here tonight. He deserves a big-time ovation from this Express crew as he's going to give a high-five to Manny Castellano before he takes them out for his warm-up pitches. Here comes the ovation from the crowd. We're tied at five in the top of the 10th inning. Two down, runners at the corners. Manny Castellano, the vet for the Express, onto the mound. We'll talk about him after the break on your home for Express Baseball. Isaiah Davis tonight, four and two-thirds innings of relief. Six hits allowed, one walk, two strikeouts, no runs as of yet. And now it is Manny Castellano onto the mound for the Express, the three-year vet of Eau Claire. He's been such a calming, leading presence in this clubhouse for the Express. And Manny Castellano is uh, having a conversation with the third-base umpire and uh, Gavin Oakley, not sure about what, and they uh, seemed to agree in the end. They wanted to get that ball out of there. They didn't like the ball that Manny Castellano was warming up with, and here we go. So it's Kenton Cruz at the plate. Now, interesting, the express go to a lefty out of the bullpen here against the righty Cruz. Cruz is hitting 311 against left-handed pitching this season as the runners take their leads. It's Mitchell at third. It's Elvir at first, and the first pitch home is a bunt. That is, was it a squeeze? Kind of a, a, little, a bit of a safety squeeze there. didn't look like Mitchell was really taking off at third. He certainly had a big lead over there. And now an 0-1 count as he fouls that one off. Manny Castellano out of the University of the Cumberlands. A lefty at 5'7", 175. He's been starting recently for the Express, but he comes out of the bullpen now for the seventh time this season on a 3-4-4 ERA. Chin-high set. He looks toward first. The 0-1 on the way home from Castellano is low. It gets away from Pratt, and a run comes home. Wow. Down to second base goes Elvira. It's 6-5. Moondogs. Exactly what you couldn't have happen. I'm not sure how that's going to be scored. It looked like Pratt got a little bit crossed up there, and uh, it did go off his glove, I think, first before it hit the dirt. Not that it really matters at this point. as It's a 6-5 lead here for the Moondogs, and the Express are going to need a run in the bottom of the 10th. Well, almost had it in the ninth. It's just one of those seasons, unfortunately, as this one's rolled to the left side. That ball is grabbed by LaRock. Throw to first base is in time to get the out, and that's the inning. So one pitch and one wild pitch, the difference here in the top of the tenth. It's 6-5 to as a run comes, comes home on one hit and no errors and one left. We're back with the bottom of the tenth. The Express need at least one when we come back on your home for Express Baseball. Evan Klugerman, your new catcher for the Moondogs, as we head to the bottom of the 10th inning. 6 to 5, the Moondogs lead the Express. A wild pitch, the difference at the moment in that top half of the 10th. So it's Nick Bruiser, Ryan Bishop, Connor Laspina, the do up batters. And quickly here, Evan Klugerman, the new catcher, is going to get some uh, marching instructions here from uh, Braden Fott, who is on the mound for the Moondogs at the moment. And again, he came in and got the final two outs. Of the ninth inning, even though he gave up a single in the left, a play at the plate that uh, to the naked eye from our perspective looked like Sharnick might have slid around the tag, but that was not the call, and we live to uh, go on to the tenth, and the Expressor three outs away from dropping their fifth in five in extra innings this season. Bruiser a good guy to have at the plate here to start things off. He is two for four tonight as Fott winds and delivers a 1-0 on the way home to Bruiser is there for a strike on the outside corner at 91 miles an hour. And it's one and one. What a performance by Isaiah Davis tonight out of the bullpen for Eau Claire. Unfortunately, the run is credited to him. In that tenth inning, is this a fastball home to Bruiser? Caught the outside corner. And it's one and two. And Bruiser can't believe it. He's got to take a little walk there to readjust. Some seasons things just don't go your way. (laughs) Boy, has that been the theme of 2018 here for Eau Claire. Bounces, calls, hits, everything. One, two, on the way home to Bruiser, down the middle for strike three. That one looked like it caught the corner, and Bruiser is retired looking one away. Here's Ryan Bishop. He's without a home run this season. How about now? Good time for one. Again, you know, Ryan Bishop's a guy who kind of keeps himself quiet at times, but when I talked to him today about, you know, we mentioned it early in the broadcast about how much he's liked this summer. I mean, he just huge smile on his face. He couldn't get it off. He said, I've enjoyed this so much. And he'd love to enjoy it here with the base hit as that slider's going to catch the inside corner, and it's 0-1. Connor Laspina to follow
4: I know that Ryan Bishop's been one of the guys that's uh, come together and made a little group where they meet before ball games. It's a fellowship of Christian athletes group.
3: 0-1 here to him is a slider outside corner for a strike, and it's 0-2. I
4: just know that that's something that he's enjoyed. He's got the T-shirts on often. I love to see that some of the players hanging out outside of just at the ballpark for the ball games. That's been really cool for Ryan Bishop and a couple of the other guys on the team. And uh, I am not surprised that he was smiling from ear to ear
3: when you asked him about the experience because he's looked like he's enjoyed it. Oh, 02 is a fastball, swung on and missed. and the Express down to their final out here tonight. Two gone. Here comes Connor Lispina. He's had a good night. How about three for four tonight as yes, he is in his second ball game for the Express? This is going to be a fun weekend for that. You know, you talk about the friendships these guys develop. Uh, it is going to be alumni weekend this weekend here at Carson Park, so you're going to see plenty of uh, ex-Express players. They'll be hanging out here at Carson Park and uh, – Getting to hang out together and uh, see each other again as Laspina swings through a fastball. It's 0-1. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully see a couple old guys that can remember. And We're getting to the point where the guys start coming back here from how long I've been here. So you never know. A 1 to Laspina. That delivers outside. It's 1-1. Couldn't get him a chase. 6-5 Moondogs, bottom of the 10th. This is going to be uh... You know what? Uh,
4: the people really mad here are Duluth, Lacrosse, and Wilmer about the uh, Express not winning this
3: game. 1-1, Laspina fouls it off, and the express down to their final strike. Man, Cato,
4: if... Uh, now remember, all it's going to take is one swing of the bat. What did we see last night against the Stingers? Saw never it, know. Homer,
3: you know it. Laspina, yeah. maybe not with that kind of power, but he can certainly get something started here. He's got a good approach at the plate. He can make contact. He's a good contact hitter, which is the positive here in this situation get spot. Two down, nobody on, bottom of the 10th 6-5, Moondogs. A 1-2, Wind up in delivery. It's a check swing foul ball, and we'll do it again, and there it is. He didn't want to swing because he knew it was out of the zone, but even when he checks his swing, he makes contact. That's a nice play from him. Count remains 1-2. If he can reach, it would be Mitch Bubin, the do-up batter. He could go to the bench here, maybe go to a guy like David LaMana to potentially come in. Off the bench to hit. There's a 1-2 on the way to Laspina, swing and a miss. 6-5, the Moondogs beat the Express, and the Moondogs win game number five out of seven against Eau Claire here in the 2018 season. The Express will make their way out to uh, shake hands, and unfortunately, that's the way it goes down here tonight for Eau Claire. We'll talk about it on the postgame show right after this on your home for Express Baseball. Welcome back in here to Carson Park. The Express dropped the ball game in game one of the two-game series against the Mankato Moondogs, 6-5 to in 10 innings. For the second straight night, the Express go to 10 innings, and uh, unfortunately here at home have not been able to pick up those extra inning wins, they are now 0-5 on the season in extra inning games. The Moondogs now 5-4 in extra inning games this season. Think about that. they played nine of their 69 games at the Moondogs. have gone to extra innings. That's a pretty high yeah, percentage. They've been, in, they've been in some close ones. So they certainly have uh, had the experience this season to know how to uh, – win in those situations as Isaiah Davis has joined us. We'll go through the totals here in just a second, but uh, we want to chat with Isaiah Davis and uh, it's not often that you know, the losing pitcher in a ball game is going to be your player of the game. But uh, unfortunately the way it kind of went down, it was a uh, uh, a wild pitch. that sort of did it in that inning and Isaiah Davis pitched his butt off here tonight. Yeah. And uh, Isaiah, thanks for coming up and joining us. Uh, you come in in relief after Andrew Dean pitched uh, five innings. You felt pretty good out there, I'm assuming, huh?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was just telling myself in the pen. I wasn't really feeling 100%, so I was like, okay, just take it slow, get ahead, and just work off of that. And it worked out really good. <laughs> it sucks that we did lose, but can't win them all.
3: That's true. and, and uh, I, So you didn't feel your best out there in the pen, man. When I feel my best, I stay home from work. You come out and you pitch four and two-thirds innings where you're pretty much relatively scoreless yeah. there, at least when you were on. Uh, the mound and uh, only give up six hits, couple strikeouts as well. I know you rely heavily on your fastball there. Did you feel like you had good movement on that fastball tonight uh, in terms of getting guys out?
1: Yeah, I knew that I wasn't really throwing like too hard. I mean, it was pretty hard, but then it wasn't hard enough that I would think. But um, for the most part, yeah, I was just kind of trying to make it so it cut ran more, I should say, than just going flat because I know I wasn't throwing a little bit harder. But yeah, it was moving a lot because Pratt, when I went into the dugout after Pratt comes in, he's like, hey, what are you doing? Your ball's like tailing and running a lot. And I was like, I'm just throwing it.
3: <laughs> see, see, and another another thing. I'm not throwing too hard. I think you hit 93 on the gun tonight. Uh, so, you know. Okay. Not, Wait. Not the, not the first day.
1: pitch, 95. Yeah. Did I'll, you even know that? that? Yeah, I would look back after that first pitch because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to see if I still have it in there. And I threw it and I was like, okay.
3: You were throwing gas. <laughs> Thank you. A uh, uh, Good job tonight. I, like Thank you yeah. said, it sucks to lose this ball game. That's mm-hmm. for sure. The team worked hard and, and you worked out, out there as well. I know it kind of came down to a couple plays here and there. But that, that just kind of sums up a little bit about this team. You know, the record might not be there, but this team has been in yeah, so many games. ball games all season long. The whole time
1: been. battling back and forth. A couple of bad calls, yeah, but we always try to stay in there. Even if we're a close game, we still keep fighting back, staying in there, going into extra innings the past couple of games too. Yeah. And
3: that shows something about this team, too, doesn't it? Because you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, this team, we know, it's, it, we're out of a playoff mm-hmm. situation. But right? You can't do it, but you are still fighting. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's very fun to watch, actually. The guys here, they, still have, they have so much fight in them, even if they know, like, we're not making the playoffs, apparently. So they know that we're not really going to keep going. But even then, they still come out here every day and give it their all. That's amazing to watch, too.
3: Isaiah, you're in your second year here in Eau Claire and I remember talking last year when you first came in in your relief appearances and I think the first time you threw it, I want to say it was in St. Cloud, is that right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was in St. Cloud last year and the first time on the speed gun, you hit like 95 and everybody (laughs) just kind (laughs) of gasped and go oh boy, this guy is and and, and really what you've done throughout this season has been fun, you know, sometimes you've taken lots like you said Mm -hmm. off, but it's to get more control it's to get more guys swinging and missing and and, and learning that part of the game as we talk about, this is a developmental league, that's Mm got to be a pretty Big, big learning process for you. Yes, yeah, so
1: I had came into this league knowing I didn't throw a lot of strikes. So I told I would myself in the beginning, I was like, okay, this, this whole season I'm just going to work on doing strikes, even if I have to slow it down, just throw strikes. And it's been working a lot. It's been, I've been working on it. It's been getting a lot better, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I've been telling myself to slow it down. Not everything has to be so hard and so fast. Get strikes first and then I can work on throwing harder after that.
3: And I see I see Vic Cable, Vic Sanchez working with you a lot, whether it's you know at what point you're releasing in your delivery, that kind of thing. You've learned a lot from those two guys too. Oh yeah, you?
1: most definitely. Vic Cable and Vic Sanchez. They're both very good pitching coaches. Every chance that I get I ask them questions, you know, pick their brain a little bit. Even if it's just, just sitting in the dugout, I just walk over, I try to ask a couple of questions about release point and everything. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You
3: got, you got fans
4: waving at Yeah, I was just waving
1: there. at one of the hosts, Mom's Jen. She's hosting my, Manny. She's seen me up here, so I gave her a wave. That's awesome.
3: Well, I, you know, I, I know it, uh, that maybe the season in terms of wins and losses hasn't gone, uh, gone express expresses way this season, but uh, uh, it's been fun to have you for sure. Hopefully we'll get to see you once or twice more here before the uh, end of the season. Yeah. And, uh, uh, great job as always.
1: Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate it. Isaiah, thank you. Again, Good Isaiah, work
3: today. Isaiah Davis here, uh, again, uh, doing a great job with us, and uh, we appreciate uh, him taking the time as a player of the game. Uh, here tonight and and I think something with Isaiah too is we talk about this being a developmental league and he talked about it right I mean the the growth that he's shown in two years in terms of his pitching game pretty remarkable and and, and even from the beginning of the season this year on we talked about some control issues but boy the last few outings he has been a long reliever all of a sudden for this team and very very effective as he was tonight.
4: He had the he was throwing gas to start and he was throwing gas by the end of it too he was still throwing 90 plus at the end of his outing and like you said long relief that's been pretty impressive. His performance today looked like a strong start, and and you know what? After he had come out the mound, uh, he wasn't teary-eyed. Not saying that, but he he was he was very like proud of himself. You could tell, and it was a nice, touching moment to see him come off the mound, so happy with his performance. It was a really strong outing for him tonight, and uh, I love to watch Isaiah Isaiah deal like he did here tonight because he looked good. And uh, you know what, He was uh, the Express had 17 hits tonight, that's a season high for him, it just kind of some days it doesn't go your way, it comes down to uh, one wild pitch in that 10th inning to put the Moondogs ahead, it's a big game for them in their playoff looks.
3: Yeah, it really is, I and mean, that, uh, partly because Wilmer has won tonight, so they're going to keep a half game lead over Mankato now in the second half standings, we yep. know that. Uh, we also know that lacrosse is winning 12 to five, so they're going to stay a half a game back of Wilmer. Now on the other side, Waterloo of things, tied it up. Duluth and Waterloo tied at <laughs> four, and they are in the bottom of the ninth inning there at Riverfront Stadium in Waterloo. So uh, Duluth in a little bit of trouble here tonight. Again, they're, Duluth a very good chance of getting a wild card, but in terms of the second half. A championship that might be kind of guaranteeing that they could play a road game and it's interesting for Duluth because they end the season in Bismarck there's a high probability that they end up playing Bismarck in the first half or pardon me, in the first game of the playoffs which would be a Bismarck home game too so they might not even have to travel True. from Sunday to Monday True. Uh, how things work out but again it's a, still a little early to tell on that one uh, as things work out that way so the Express can't help out the uh, rest of the North Division here with the uh, win over the Moondogs unfortunately for Eau Claire it's a six-to-five win for Mankato. Six runs, twelve hits, no errors. Nine left on base. Express score five runs on seventeen hits, no errors. They leave seven on base. Two moments in this game really—you know—as Fat gets the win, he's now six and two. Davis does unfortunately get the loss, one and four. He is now on the season. Two moments in this game that stand out, and and uh, you know after the Express come back to tie it at five in the fifth. The pitching duel starts there between Davis and uh, Campbell for uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for Mankato, who did a nice job uh, coming into those four and a third innings of relief. The play at the plate in the bottom of the ninth, that's the big one there. Again, we we don't have a good angle on it to see exactly what happened. I'm sure we'll, we'll get some opinions from uh, the players and everybody. All the players are going to weigh in on exactly a what happened. A little biased, there. but... Uh, and I'm sure there will be some bias uh, <laughs> as, as well that will be... Uh, Uh, that will be shown. That the play, and then uh, just, it's sort of, it was sort of anticlimactic, wasn't it? I mean, that wild pitch, all of a sudden, out of nowhere happens. A run comes home and scores, and all of a sudden, you, uh, 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 yeah, and that's kind of what happened. It just kind of felt like it was out of the blue that that run scores, and that ends up being it, because Fat shut the door. Give him credit. Three strikeouts, he struck out the side at the bottom of the ten.
4: That was pretty impressive from Fott and he's the guy they go to when they need big outs. You said that a couple times when he came in from the bullpen, and he got those outs he needed, so uh, yeah, it's too bad. It just kind of comes down to that. And uh, last night, unfortunately, uh, the Stingers tied it up with one swing of the bat, bottom nine. Or top of the ninth, I mean to say. And then the rest of the w- runs came with walks and all that, so that was a little unfortunate to see. Well, tonight, just one wild pitch. Ooh, you wish you had that one back. It just stings a little bit. Oh. Uh, but, you know what? You got three more. That's baseball, right? Three more. Three
3: more. Why Three more not? at home. Why, hey, you got fireworks night tomorrow night. It's going to be a big crowd on hand. Yep. We know it's the last game of the five game pack uh, night as well. So hey, why not go out with a bang, huh? I think they
4: can. I, I mean, think. we just talked to Isaiah about it. Yeah. Every. I mean, they've been in it. How many times this season when they've lost? Yep. This is now loss number forty. Uh, excuse me, forty-one here, mm-hmm. and I bet thirty of those were like yep. extremely close ball games that we felt like we were in it till the very mm-hmm. end. And, and I don't exaggerate at all with that.
3: Yeah, we so. talked a lot about that in, early on in the season, right, when the yeah. Express are kind of you know, skidding a little bit in the first half and saying, boy, they've been in so many of these, maybe two games, right? Yeah. You through 30 games and maybe two of them, you know, they've not really been in, but the rest of them they have. It's been kind of the case all season long. Uh, for Eau Claire so tomorrow though Carson Rudd he's had some really good starts as of late mm-hmm. for the Express he will be starting for Eau Claire and on the other side of it will be Nathan Hickey out of Tarleton State who's had some issues at times so it, look at the pitching matchup I think it's advantage Express tomorrow uh, in terms of that and a uh, lot of the new guys contributing so we, we could see something fun here tomorrow for Eau Claire against this Mankato team I would
4: I think count Fott out tomorrow out of the bullpen too that's one so less too. weapon for Mankato We'll see. I guess they could pitch him tomorrow, rest him Saturday, then pitch him Sunday, and then game one of the playoffs. If they do make it into the playoffs, that would be one strategy to go with, but I would most likely believe that is is out of their arsenal tomorrow. More Advantage Express come
3: out to the game, six, uh, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 6.50 to bring it to you. <laughs> we want to give a special thanks to Isaiah Davis, joining us in the postgame show. Our player of the game, Vic Sanchez, for joining us in the pregame show. Sam's down there at the first base camera, still operating it. Christine and Jim do a great job up here in the booth on NorthwoodsLeague.com. We had some technical issues, but they blew right through it. They got everything going again because they know exactly what they're doing over there. So great job. and Dan Price also dealing with a few of our own internet issues up here, but he did a great job uh, yep. producing the ball game tonight as well. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 6.50, pregame. We look forward to it here on Classic Rock 92.1. For Ryan Russell, I'm Pete Kadutz, and your final score from Carson Park tonight is Mankato 6, Eau Claire 5. Chris Gonner, round of third and coming for home.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office.